It's a sled. He's dead. The box contains his wife's head. Vedas, his father, they're allergic to water. She's his sister and her daughter. You watched it wrong. Hi, welcome to You Watched It Wrong. This is Wade. And this is Siggy. And this is the podcast where we... Well, what are we doing this time? Well, today we're doing something different, but what do we usually do? Oh, okay. We'll do it that way. <laughs> this is the podcast where we uh, pick a uh, I guess it doesn't matter. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. But today we're doing something different. Later on in this program, we're going to be discussing... The first time in our media watching lives, and presumably this would be when we were children, but could be now, who knows, the first time that we ever recognized something as being badass. We're going to discuss what that means, what it meant to us, but before that, we have a special guest. A special guest who is going to play, actually on our first game show segment of You Watched It Wrong. Let me introduce him now. This is my brother, Todd. Hello. This is my first podcast. Hi, I'm ever I'm, really. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I'm I'm Wade's brother, Todd. That's how I introduce myself, even when mm. I'm not on a podcast. Well, Todd is my older brother, and we've known each other for how long? How long have we known each other? Uh, all your life. It's been a minute. It's been. I a try. Minute. I try hard to remember those first three and a half years <laughs> before I entered yeah, your life. Yeah. All right. Badass. So the reason for this, we're, Todd, I have crafted a game specifically for you. Now, Siggy, I'm sorry, you're a little cut out of this, but you are the important part here. You are the witness to this event. So I'm you the be, live studio audience. You're the live studio audience, but you can also be the Don Pardo if you knew what the hell I was doing. Okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> if we ever wrote down what I was supposed to say at the beginning of these episodes. <laughs> so I've crafted a game, a trivia game for you, specifically for you. And let me say this up front. I do not... I have not crafted it for to stump him or trick him. I want. I know he's going to get all these right. That's why my failure will be all the more spectacular. Right. Well, I'll, I'll make it a bit more interesting for that for that aspect. But see, <laughs> the, this uh, this is a game. It's a movie quote game. I'm going to read a quote, and you're going to guess what movie it's from. But it's a little bit different. The Todd, inter- you're, you were like me. You were like me in the sense that, you know, obviously being a uh, rabid consumer of movies and television and, and, and remembering them so vividly is not necessarily an uncommon thing. I mean, there's loads of podcasts and internet blogs and everything to see everyone talking about how much they've memorized every movie and seen everything right. and can quote everything like that. That's nothing new. Right. But if your brain is like my brain, and I think it is. I've noticed that we have a very specific way in which we remember these things that I do think is rather unique, or at least not spoken about much. Mm-hmm. Um, usually people remember things with attached to emotions or, you know, the, you spark an emotion, you remember it, and that's, what, that's, and that's part of it. But I do believe that we have the thing about rhythm and pace of how things are said. Mm-hmm. Intonation. Also, intonation. Yeah. So that's why... This game is you're called... like jazzy that way. You're like... <laughs> yes. But also, you know, we also have the thing. But it's also a multitude of things. It's not just that. It's affection for character actors, or mm-hmm. uh, affection for um, locations, or 
or habits of uh, of thing or, or, or cliches even affection for all these things to the point where my brother has been known at his work when someone's trying to find like I've been told the story when someone's trying to find a line in Jaws you can go without you being part of that conversation you can turn around and say oh you can tell them what DVD chapter it's on <laughs> and just say it's there it's on chapter 15 and they go what and without looking at the box you just turn around and say it's chapter 15 and they go there and it's there so taking into consideration when you're watching something, you're watching, you know, time, the location, the, the, the DVD chapters as they go by, you know, we watch them in totem, I think. <laughs> so this game is called the Intonation Game. I have 15 quotes for you. They are quotes that could be in any movie, mm-hmm. like, uh, hand me that pen. Right. Innocuous. Kind yeah, of. innocuous quotes. So, but if I wrote down and said the line is hand me that pen, you wouldn't necessarily know. But if I said it the way they said it in the, the movie, movie, like, yeah, hey, yeah. hand me that uh, pen, <laughs> then I think you would get it. Right, right. Right? Uh, I've tried not to have very many indicators, but also I am 100% certain you've seen all these movies. Mm-hmm. With the exception of one or two, I'm 100% certain you've seen them multiple times. <laughs> so this is not going to be a case where you don't know the right, movie. Right, right. You can kind of guess what kind of era this is. These movies are from. right. So, but here's how the point system is going to work. There is a, now we can play point. point system or not point system. Do you want to play points? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, here's how the point system is going to work. This is just for fun. This is for the everyone to see how amazing you are, <laughs> or how uh, or know, how embarrassing this is going to be. And, One of the yeah. two. Um, so the point system is going to go like like this. Every question, every quote is worth three points. If you don't know it off off of my performance which i'm going to try to do it as best as i can close to the to the thing mm. if you can't get it you can ask for a clue mm-hmm. and you can get the clue of either me reading more lines around it ah. or other lines from the movie mm-hmm. or you can ask to hear the audio clip of just that line mm-hmm. i have the audio clip Siggy, so, i don't think you're gonna be able to hear it but we'll hear i'll drop it in and then if you get it off that one you get two points oh, okay. if you still get it off that one you have the option of either having the other clue, and right. then you uh, and then you get one point. I see. And then or and if you still can't get it, phone a friend. No, if you still can't get it, which I don't think this is going to be an option, I have an extended clip. Oh, I see. Which you can listen to, which you'll get zero points, but you won't get no point. You right. won't get negative points. Oh, I see. Because at any point, <laughs> if you get it, if you guess and get it wrong, you get negative three points. Oh no. Okay. Okay. So any wrong question is negative three, but gotcha. it descends with each bit of clue. All right. Okay. I see. So All right. I, I, it really it um, it punishes impulsive answers. Right. Really, you've got to be you know your final answer. But yeah. I do. But also, I don't <clears throat> think you won't necessarily be able to not give impulsive answers. That's the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's tough. Okay. Here we go. Well, okay. I, like the two sides of Todd at war with each other. <laughs> So, Blue. now no green. Ah! <laughs> I've also tried not to. I've also tried not to put in any common in joke references that between Todd and me. Mm. So I'm going to give you a practice question. Oh, that's gonna, what I was hoping for. I'm going to give you a practice one. Uh, that is one. Just to so get this out of the way. All right, practice. Okay, practice. practice. The practice quote quote is. <laughs> See, that was the one I knew you would do. That was the one. <laughs> That was the one. Bo, 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 B. But you did it very well. Yeah, you, right. you got to put the. Duh I got to put the duh at the very end. Yeah. And, yes. and which one is that? What is it? Well, that is from uh, the Pink Panther Strikes Again. That's correct. 
I, I had to I had to worry about it too. Which one it was? <laughs> and uh, uh, that's said by the uh, professor that is kidnapped with his daughter uh, to help uh, Herbert Lom, uh, former Chief Inspector Dreyfus, in his world domination ploy. We don't need an essay, but I still want to hear kill it. Cluzo. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I mean that that one is he's singing in a he's, bathtub. He's the real deal, guys. He's singing in a bathtub, and uh, when they break in to his bathroom, to to uh, they've already uh, grabbed his daughter, and uh, it's mm-hmm. just a powerful scene. The only sound is him <laughs> splashing in the bath and singing "Bop Bop Bop and then realizing, and then the door's opening. Yes, as men have come in. into his bathroom right. to kidnap him and already have his daughter. It's really, really a wonderful movie. So you see now why I've devised this game. Yes, right. and unfortunately, that was the one I was hoping was in the test. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> yes, that one, I mean, that's a great one. Okay, so, Q1. <laughs> Siki, can I get you anything? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm keeping score over here. Oh, you are? Okay, so remember, three for a right answer, and with each one, you lose a point. Okay, right. here we go. Q1. What? We're having a meeting. <laughs> okay, I, I know this one. That's a that's a good one. That's um, the actor is Paul Dooley, and uh, <laughs> yep. the movie is Strange Brew. Yep, uh, correct. Yes, he, he there is he's having a meeting and he's interrupted. It's it's really it's pretty most, self-explanatory. It's pretty really. self-explanatory. It's the most powerful scene in the movie. What? We're having a meeting. These gentlemen here say they have a meeting with you, eh? When? What meeting? About three or four years ago, I passed Paul Dooley on the sidewalk. Really? Uh, yeah. He and a woman who I assume might have been his wife, and they were walking on the sidewalk. And if I had had the nerve to interrupt their morning walk I know and address to them, I, I would have said, said, Paul, I love your work. Remember that scene where you said, what? We're having a meeting. <laughs> and uh, but, but something held me back. I, it's hard for me to go up to celebrities. And yeah. I, I worship Paul Dooley. So, uh, yeah, was, me too. I was so that makes it sound like this is that is an inside joke. Like this is a line that you. <laughs> you know, I don't remember really. No, repeated to each other. No, no, that whole movie. The is, whole movie is, is. quotable. It's uh, very quote. There were so many I could pull from that one, but yeah, that was the yeah. first one I thought of. Yeah. All right. Q two. The people. Where are the people? See there. Now we finally hit one where I know I know it, but I see. Um, now, I, now, I know it's, note, a, note I know a, it's lot, a woman that's singing. Yes. Now, n- note that a lot of these are you. The way that reason why they stick out in the head is they're usually ADR'd. They're usually oh, looped. Right. right. Uh, afterwards, and that's why sometimes these rare phrases stick stick out. I don't know if that's going to help or not. Hmm. 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 All right. Now I have to see. I have. I have a guess, but I'm not absolutely sure. Trying to, I'm looking. Uh, I have a movie in mind, an actress in mind, but now I'm. Uh, uh, I was like, okay, trying to place the scene, you know, because uh, I don't want that negative three points to cancel out Paul Dooley. Um, so let's see. I didn't um, mean to make this panicky, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is good. Uh, uh, let's see. <gasps> I got it. Oh, I, sorry, I was right. The movie is Condor Man. That's correct. Oh, good lord! It, it, it's it, it's <laughs> it's it's Condor Man. And uh, it's uh, it, it's uh, Natalia, 
uh, the lovely uh, Barbara Carrera. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's right. Uh, also a Bond girl later. But yes. Uh, was she, she? Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. She was in Never Say Never Again. That's, that's right. correct. But yes, so she's a, a Condor Man girl at this point. Condor Man girl. And, um, Which in a way, Condor Man, it, was, it came out in 81 during the slump of the Bond movies mm. and kind of was doing the Bond movies a little bit better, mm. in a, I think, than the Bond movies at that time. Also, and there's good reason for I, that, the I can't pedigree. I agree with you, of course. You what? Because... Yeah. Our, my favorite Bond movie of all time came out in 1981. That was for your eyes. That's only. my favorite Bond movie too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it goes everywhere. Oh, yeah. uh, it does it all. Yeah, we could talk about Bond oh, yeah, forever. Yeah. But in this scene, she says the people. Where are all the people? They've just what? escaped, mm-hmm. and uh, they come to this little village that, unbeknownst to Condor Man and Natalia, uh, they were just had in the middle of a fair. Just look at it. So quiet. It's too quiet. What do you mean? The people. Where are the people? But because these black cars are racing These Porsches known as, the team is known as the what? Oh my gosh. Uh, I did not think you'd have to Well, I, I, I want to get the, see, my, my, my teenage <laughs> Sorry, son he's got a process. has been really, really on me about pronunciation and everything. So uh, he, he gets super offended if I don't get it right. Um, the Proknoviach. Very right. nice. Very nice. Team of homicidal kids. No. Yes. By the way, starring the great Oliver Reed, who would yes. have made it a wonderful yes. Bond, Bond villain, oh my actually, God. in yes. that movie. He's great. All right. So that's two down. And his name. Two. Once when you, while you were finding out how smooth and how tough he was, surely you got his name. <laughs> he called himself Condor Man. Condor Man? Condor Man. How quaint. <laughs> but he is good. The way he handled those Turkish stuff was impressive. Sorry. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Greatest Disney movie of all time. It really is. Absolutely. And you know what? As much as I find it sacrosanct, I'm not, I don't think I would object to a remake at this point because it seems prime for one. But I would, it would be hard because I don't think, I wouldn't trust it could be done right. Mm. Even though I wouldn't think it's a bad idea to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Siggy, what's the score, please? Uh, the score is Todd 6. Ah, Podcasters wonderful. Fun. <laughs> I meant podcast listeners. So I'll still. Yeah, I hope this works. makes for good podcasting. Yes. Okay. Q3. Is it, no, I already. I can already hear them writing in, uh, asking for me to be replaced. <laughs> no. No. All right. Q three. Uh huh. There you are. Oh yes. Um, ah. Okay. All right. It took me a second, but uh, I recently uh, saw this movie with Mark Hamill. Uh, in Beverly Hills, uh, Jason Kaifesh and my father-in-law attended a uh, let's see a 55th anniversary screening of It's 50. a Mad, 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 Mad World. Wow! And I was, was shocked because I've seen the uh, regular theatrical regular theatrical mm-hmm. version, or and then the extended or uh, the um, uh, seen it on film and Blu-ray. But this was um, the Criterion edition, ext- super extended mm. with holes and stuff. And they showed it and uh, with uh, Kramer's, the director's uh, widow and daughter there. And Mark Hamill was there to ask them questions. And he said he loved the movie. Mm. And so, By the way, that's not correct. No, it was correct. I'm just kidding. Yes, it's a, it's a mad, <laughs> mad, mad, mad world. Jonathan Winters, Jonathan Winters says it while he's destroying the gas station. Mm-hmm. And Erwin uh, um, and uh, Ray have hidden in, a, in the bathrooms, uh, the men's and the women's. And uh, he's destroying the bathrooms. 
And as it starts tumbling, he he pokes his head in. Oh, huh, there you there are. are. Uh huh. There you are. Thankfully, the camera doesn't invade the privacy of the yeah, of That would have just been. It would have, it would have been too jarring mm-hmm. in a t- tasteless sort yeah. of way. Now, how Ray and Irwin escaped the f- crumbling bathroom structure is never explained. They just must have wiggled out. No. Yeah, it's just. But it is an amazing scene. Oh, it's one of yeah. And absolutely. you're right. You it's had, uh, you... it's a rare scene in that movie where something happens. <laughs> <laughs> I remember distinctly one time. Uh, we saw It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World in the park in, mm. in Chicago. Wow. wow. Uh, and uh, I was started talking about how much I loved it. And Siggy turned to me and said, wait, I thought you liked this movie ironically. <laughs> and I said, no, no, I love this movie genuinely. And he's like, but it's terrible. <laughs> and that's when I kicked him in the nuts. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> Well, well, uh, in my head, something I happened, and I don't want to raise the ire of, of Godzilla fans out there. But mm. one of my good friends, James, that's what they're uh, there for. Uh, when I uh, I found out he was a huge Godzilla fan, I said, you know, I put my foot in my mouth, and that I, I was like, oh, I love Godzilla. It's so corny, and uh, and he was just went pale and then yeah. with rage, like, what are you talking about? Right, <laughs> Godzilla is awesome. I said, yeah, because there's a guy in a suit stomping on models. It's awesome. It's, no, 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 you're missing the whole point. <laughs> but now that I got that, now we can watch Godzilla movies and mm. be very happy. And it's so effective for children mm. because they, they're they so used to, I think, towering adults over them that they can accept yeah. these huge monsters and not be terrified out of their minds. It's just like, well, yeah, it's a, that's a big thing. I well, mean, I'm used to big things. We saw this a few years after 9-11, right? It was like 2004 or something? Sometime something in there, Something like yeah. that. And um, Godzilla, the music's like, bah, bah, Godzilla's like crashing the city. Everyone's like, ah, they're all running away. And then, after the long sequence of that, all the people get to safety, like on a ferry or something, on the other side of the, the harbor, or the other side of the, on the mainland, I guess. And Godzilla is still smashing things, but the music has stopped being aggressive. Mm. It's just melancholy. Oh. And he's still smashing, and the right. people are standing there, just and he like just he watching. takes a little tour through downtown to do some smashing, and then he's heading back to the bay, and he stops like I'm gonna fuck up one more bridge, you know, <laughs> right? Like, but but oh. then he's just smashing it, and, and they're just watching him, they powerless. Can't do anything, yeah. And one of them, and I'll never forget this. This is one of those moments of cinema I will never forget. One of the guys are standing there, just like his shoulders are just de- like just completely helpless. Yeah. But but they're but not in immediate danger, just. Like, looking yeah, at there's it, all going, of our all of our hard work and going and just said lives yeah god damn you just <laughs> it was just nice. just so right just impotent and like and you know after 9 11 that's yeah, how kind of yeah. you know we, we can relate a little a bit metaphor of, to that of destruction well, they were that uh, right that you can't do anything about yeah. something so bigger than 1950 three so yeah. i mean it was like mm-hmm. their it was you know it was their hiroshima or yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know firebombing of tokyo um and the obviously. story of, of how it came to be made is really so your friend's not right not really, wrong well it's really the story of how how gojira came to be made is really uh, amazing and that uh it was toho was supposed to do like this musical in india and mm. and a big monsoon came in and, and like oh no we got to change plans quickly 
and uh and so they're like uh well king kong's still a big hit it's been around for like two decades let's let's rip off that and so they threw together gojira really fast and and it made toho studios what it is and it was a last second replacement (laughs) like they were going to do a big musical in a totally different genre but that's uh (laughs) but thank goodness thank godzilla thank godzilla thank godzilla and on a completely different tangent but I, I should have, have known to this was going to happen. Yes, is that uh, we're, we're not even to Q four yet. This is why I think I'm getting fired. It's like they, this. Todd has knows more about movie stuff. Like, why isn't he on the movie talking podcast? Well, just let me throw this out here for the for for some upcoming. Welcome, welcome to We Watched It Wrong podcast. An upcoming podcast uh, done in ASMR. I'm just going to throw that, that out that, there. Wait, throw that at our ASMR movie talk. You watched it. And uh, uh, we're, yeah. we're both big ASMR fans. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, uh, my latest discovery on YouTube ASMR performers is uh, a woman uh, uh, role played as a demon that uh, the viewer has summoned. And uh, she's telling you. Some people relax oddly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> she's got these freaky contacts and this face paint and, and horns and stuff. And she she's very hard to see in the shadows and she comes up really close to the camera why do and i she, feel like space ghost right and now? she says <laughs> she says uh you've summoned me why do you want power do you want revenge over your enemies do you want immortality what is it that you wish and i will grant you your wish and we'll discuss the price and then uh then she pauses of course this is where you answer and then she says companionship you, you want me to stay and watch a movie with you that's I don't understand. So there's a long discussion. This is drawn out over 20 minutes. And then uh, uh, the scene switches to the couch. And you can see the flickering light on her profile as she's watching the movie with you on your couch. And she finally talks again. And she says, in all my studies of mortal lore, I've never heard of this Godzilla creature. I thought you were going to say couch. (laughs) I've never heard of this Godzilla creature. How is it that you mortals have survived at this point? <laughs> it was, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's, I, yeah. I enjoy ASMR that makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. And it's just, oh, it's so I've, had, so I've seen a few of those, yeah, that, yes. that really. Oh, so do you good. have to laugh yeah. like, <laughs> yes, yes. You have to do the ziggy laugh. Yeah, you have to do So, after three questions, our score is Todd 3, Godzilla 31 films and counting. Sorry, 33 films and counting. So Godzilla's winning. How did Godzilla even get into this discussion? Because he wasn't one of the Uh, answers. No, he wasn't. We'll have to wind this back. I don't remember how we got sidetracked. Well, that's the beauty of of conversation, isn't it? All right. Q4. We'll talk. We'll see. This is a tough one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can't do it very well. Hmm. We'll talk. We'll see. Oh, oh, oh! That is tough. Yeah. Whereas the, the that the, when I stalled out on the people, where are the people? I, I knew it was familiar. Let's just say this is from a movie that I could pull a, pulled any number of quotes from. Mm, well, yeah, yeah. But you know picked, the word by you picked, picked one. the hardest one, which is is the case. Does it a ring a bell? Yeah, we'll talk. We'll see. Okay, so I can. It's a line of dialogue only half applicable to this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. We'll talk, period. 
If I if I couldn't get the voice right, because now now it's I mean I, I, I we'll talk we'll see. It's a woman, isn't it? It is. It's a woman who's saying we'll talk. It's oh, all right. Maybe I have it. <laughs> yes, I think I know what it is. Okay. I don't want to take a different. All right. I, I want to stick with this one because I think I can get Let's it. Let's go. Um, oh, let me see. Um, all right. Yeah, this is the what I've been least sure of so far, but I'm pretty sure that I, I've got it. Um, I think you do. It's murder by death. Yes! <laughs> I knew you would get it. It's murder by I death. I knew you would get it. I it's... can't even comprehend how a brain could work this way. <laughs> this is why I wanted to do this show. It's Nora Charleston mm-hmm. to her played husband. Played by? Play, played by... Uh, um, uh, um, She's wonderful right, Dame, in this movie. Um, Downton Abbey, uh, Harry Potter, she's in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie Smith. Yes, yes, that's correct. Maggie Smith to her husband, David Niven. Uh, Nick he is not, now, I do, the line leading up to it is... But I did not murder Lionel Twain. Now, you do believe that, don't you, darling? We'll talk. We'll see. <laughs> that she doesn't believe for sure that he he didn't murder, so or that he didn't uh, uh, murder Lionel Twain, but also... Right. Yes, she's, yeah. Uh, yes, so so three points to oh. for Maggie Smith. <laughs> okay, Q five. No, I couldn't. Water, red rum, pineapple juice. I didn't do that very well. <laughs> Try it again. This is our most distinct um, vocabulary so far. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I couldn't. Water, red rum, pineapple juice. It's not that. I met a kid today. Is it, no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Because yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I think the I met a kid today is like the biggest clue. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the scene then goes about you know I met a kid today, you know that really has changed things. That's correct. And uh, it's really gonna show the rest of where the movie's going it's really big i'll give you i'll give you one more clue he's lying down Mm. met a kid today um 1100 seconds (laughs) there's no time limit here (laughs) not on a podcast sir no i couldn't i'll give you a freebie Mm. the line directly before it not said by him is you probably couldn't tell me a word I said, could you? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm visualizing a scene now. Yeah, definitely. So when someone's been talking and our hero's lying down, he's not uh, listening. And it's definitely a man. Mm-hmm. And he uh, met a kid today. It's Paul Newman in The Color of Money. It is Paul oh, Newman that's in The awesome. Color of Money. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That is one of my favorite quotes. I haven't. Heard, oh, I haven't watched that in so many years, but that's the, a great movie. Yeah, that is oh. probably my second favorite movie of all time. I met a kid today. It was Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and it just it knocks him over. He's not paying any attention to her. All he's they're lying in bed. She's on his chest. He's talking. She's talking about. Sam Warren. Well, if you want to talk Earth moving, you're gonna talk Sam Warren. Earth moving. You gotta talk Sam Warren. Remember that water bed we had. Behind the bar, 
far, I think. I think you want to go up and get me a water bed. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, just make it a surprise. Get some rum and pineapple juice. <laughs> you couldn't tell me one word I just said, could you? No, I couldn't. What about rum, pineapple juice? About that. I don't know, that kid today. It's like watching home movies. Just made me wonder. Wonder what? Made me wonder about San Juan. <laughs> That's how the scene ends. Nice. Nah, he's. So are we scoring that as two? <laughs> um, I mean, there was a I second him, clue there. <laughs> I gave him. A, I stated. I said I'll give you a freebie before that. So that's. I won't. I won't count that. But I will be hard nosed in the future. I promise. <laughs> I just didn't like seeing him struggle when I knew he. When it's in his brain somewhere, I knew it. All right. Sorry. At this scorer's table, I'm marking that as a two. Okay. <laughs> all right. You can mark it as a two. That's fine. Because I did give him the previous line. Okay. Mark yeah, it as yeah, a two. Yeah. All right. Well, I have, a, I have a few bonus questions you can make it up with later. All right. <laughs> Q6. Internist Dr. Joseph Dolan. With internist Dr. Joseph Dolan. I wonder if that's his doctor. That's Fletch. That's, that's Fletch, Chase correct. And Fletch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. Hold it there. That's good. Cancer. Cancer Society Benefit. Internist Dr. Joseph Dolan. With internist Dr. Joseph Dolan. I wonder if that's his doctor. One way to find out. Yeah, there is one way to find out. That's, yeah, he's. he's that's the, the most case. specific one we've done so far. Yeah. All right. Because I actually gave names. All right. Now, this one's got me very excited. Okay, Q7. Jerk. Oh, God. Yeah, laugh. Go ahead. Laugh. It's a really funny joke. This sounds familiar to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that actually surprises me. Yeah. Jerk. Jerk. It's a really funny joke. This might be the closest thing to the ba 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 be on the show. Yeah, list. yeah, yeah. Because you did, we did used to say it's a really funny joke. It's a joke. Jerk. It's a very specific laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While that's happening. Yeah. Could you do it again? Jerk. Oh, God. Yeah, laugh. Go ahead. Laugh. It's a really funny joke. Oh, yeah. So, so this is one where it's totally, I totally know, you know, I should know this. So now I'm just trying to like uh, pinpoint it. Um, so it is, it is a man. It is a man. And uh, he's, uh, yes, because he's, he's looking for sympathy there. Um, Yes, he uh, is looking for right, sympathy. Right, right. And, and no one's giving him any sympathy. So, oh, it's a really funny joke. Now, this is a comedy. It is a comedy. Yeah, it's a... It's, it's, and, uh, and I, he's, I'm, a, I'm a terrible host. I he's a comedy in... Give it's, all the clues. It's a I comedy. confirm he's a, all the clues. He's the protagonist. He is the protagonist. And he's looking for sympathy, and we're laughing at him. Um, well, we're already off of uh, where my head was at this one. <laughs> I was I was thinking, um, can I say what I thought? 
Sure. It's free, okay. <laughs> it's a free country. I was thinking um, of One Crazy Summer, the guy who is paired with Bobcat Goldthwait. Mm. I don't remember know Tom the actor. Vitt- the, Vitt- the way you, you Vitt- said it reminded me of that uh, mm-hmm. That guy. That's a great guess. You you got the right you got the right time period. Bobcat Goldthwait's character's name in that movie is Egg Stork. Egg Stork, yes. <laughs> My favorite line for that movie is where <laughs> they're guarding the trailer of movie uh, <laughs> costumes, and he goes in to look, and the guy I was thinking of says, uh, "Hey, remember we're not supposed to try those on." He's like, "Like I'm really gonna," <laughs> and then he immediately. What's going on? I think, <laughs> I, think is, my, I think my which is bringing it around. Oh, maybe that's Godzilla. Probably, yeah, that's probably Godzilla. one. Oh, yes. My my favorite oh. line from that movie is uh, let me when he's talking to Bobcat's talking to Akak Curtis Armstrong and he goes, let me tell you a story about a little fat boy that nobody liked and everyone beat up on him. And everyone thought he was weird because he had a twin brother that didn't look anything like him. Oh, this that's right. Egg, were you that little fat boy? No! No, I wasn't. I used to beat up on him, though. I used to go like, why are you so fat? Why are you so fat? <laughs> I forgot that's his twin brother. That's his... It's his twin brother who doesn't look anything. That They're must twins. Be Clay Stork. Yeah. <laughs> that I was thinking of. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm well, gonna get, to... okay. I'm going to give you. I'm going to break the rules again because this 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 game is not about points or winning. <laughs> it's about accomplishment. <laughs> the co-star in the scene is played by. Oh, this is a big clue. Elizabeth Perkins. Oh, Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins. Okay. Well, that narrows us down to an Elizabeth Perkins movie. Yeah, it does. She has an impressive body of work. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, true. It's a really funny joke. And so she's laughing at him. She's laughing at him. <sighs> wow. Well, I might have to make you take to... a clue. Yeah, yeah, I'll take go a down clue. to two. All right. That's fine. Yeah, because Elizabeth Burkett is a pretty big clue. The uh, previous line is, I am a lawyer. Here I am, night before the trial, lying here completely stiff. Wow, that's Judd Nelson. Well, not completely. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> that's from the hip. That's from the hip. Correct. With Judd Nelson. So yes, correct that, that from helps. the hip. I do Judd remember Nelson. that line. But yeah, that's Judd Nelson. That's a great movie. I am the lawyer. Here I am, lying in bed, scared completely stiff. Well, not completely. Jerk. Oh, God. Laugh. Go ahead. Laugh. It's a really funny joke. Mm-hmm. And wow, yeah. I tried to turn that on recently. wife. I yeah. tried to turn that on recently, and the opening score, or credits, had a saxophone score, and Carrie's like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. I cannot take it. <laughs> Saxophones have ruined many a song and many a movie. It's true. Uh, but here's an interesting point. And I just you... realized I was getting Elizabeth Perkins confused mm-hmm. with Elizabeth McGovern. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I, I was thinking, oh, this must be Kevin Bacon, and she's having a baby or something. Elizabeth, that doesn't sound Elizabeth right. Elizabeth McGovern, if you take her face and you squeeze it, you get <laughs> Elizabeth Perkins. I, Elizabeth I, Perkins. Elizabeth, yeah. Elizabeth McGovern right. is a doll, but I'm Elizabeth Perkins' man. So. <laughs> They're both. I like, I, like, I like Lizzie P. 
they're both uh, extraordinary actresses. So uh, I prefer uh, to think that it was the 1980s that ruined many a saxophone. Oh, they, that's yes. probably that's the right. It used way to, to be perfectly that's awesome. True. That's, that's true. true. Um, also, fun fact uh, from the hip, directed by. Ooh, who directed it? The, one of that's the most um, a career whose body of work is staggeringly varied. <laughs> directed by Bob Clark, who directed Porky's and A Christmas Story and Black Christmas. Wow, that is quite a career. And From the Hip. Wow. And a few other things. Well, yeah, yeah, From the Hip is awesome. Yeah, From the Hip's really good. John, great John Hurt performance in that, too. David oh. Allen Greer, also in it. Yes, Very yes. Good. Vox Hemeroiden. Vox Hemeroiden. Yeah, exactly. That, how, do you say, yeah. how do you say pain in the ass? Yes. That's a Vox Hemeroiden. So good. <laughs> so good. All right. Here we go. Q8. I almost checked this one off before it happened. <laughs> All right. I've already got it. Here we go. Eight, so now, how are we scoring seven? Is that one point two. or two? two I definitely points. dropped that's a two. Down that's, a two. two. Yeah. that's a two. All right. I will, I will heads it up. This one is TV. Okay. Question eight. Hey! Hey! <laughs> I, I, Unfair. I know. I, I know it instantly. Oh, I, I, I know. I know exactly what that is. I have more written here, it's but I not, wanted to no, try that's that. all I need. Hey! I, hey! 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 That's all you need. The, the following is the gang's all here. The gang's all what here. What the heck do we care? What the heck do we care? Hey! 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 The gang's, gang's all, all here. here. Hey! <laughs> hey! The gang's all here. What the heck do we care? What the heck do we care? Hey, hey, the gang's all here. What the heck, what the heck do, do we, we care now? now? That's the late, great Robert Culp. Mm-hmm. In my, now, granted, this is, it is in my absolute favorite episode yes. of, it, of The Greatest American Hero. And uh, that's, it was the first regular hour episode right after the pilot. It's called The Hit Car, and it's my all-time favorite. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's it's why I have a Grace American Hero costume, why it's in my profile pic on Facebook, and why I have an award from the 2001 <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> it's all there. It's in that, hey, hey, hey. That's a great scene. It's a great scene. It's, it's, and it doesn't have Ralph in it at all, uh, the, the main character. It's, it's a supporting character going in and thumbing his nose, knowing it could get him killed and that's that's one of those great scenes where you know mm-hmm. it's just so great where you're yeah. like oh my gosh robert culp is a badass oh well we might be jumping the gun there a bit <laughs> we can bring that back we'll, around we'll, later. we'll be coming yeah. back around to that later now i realize what my pick is oh, yeah. robert culp uh what do you hey, think hey. so far what do you think so far uh shiggy what do i think this is um uh I mean, this this is like, it's just so f- differently from how I experience um, art <laughs> or um, just phenomena in my life. Like it's, uh, it makes me think of how light is both waves and particles. <laughs> it's that's how I think of it. Right. <laughs> Movies are both an art experience and also a something else to absorb. Right. Yeah, I don't know how. Fascinating. Yeah, what what ends up holding on? By the way, how I came up with these quotes Mm -hmm. was I just thought of the movie and I thought, what was the first sound 
mm. I thought of when I thought of the movie. Right, right. And that's usually what it was. Yeah. yeah. But like, or, or I would go through and I just go, what was what sounds stick out? Mm-hmm. And the ones that stuck out were like too much. They were too easy. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the ones that I could make generic. Mm-hmm. Like, and, well, there's another one from Condor Man that I almost picked, which was, I don't know. But, I, you yeah, know that's a good one that's really good and the yeah. next part is well but i hope we figure it out before we get to yugoslavia yeah and that yeah, would have yeah. given it away yeah yeah, yeah. but that's what know, comes up but land. you saying that i immediately know, know immediately i know that scene that's wow yeah that's yeah. that's good one. now who's the actor who says it that's the guy from f troop um uh, well shoot his name teen wolf he's the dad Yeah, he's the dad in teen wolf and the, the original one. and in sling blade as um oh. the um oh, wow i forgot he was in the sling guy blade. who runs the right. place where Billy Bob Thornton's let out of right, right, right. The really He's nice great. guy, yeah, yeah, He's, yeah. Which is interesting because in the original film, some folks call it a sling blade. That short that mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton made, that role was played by someone who looked like he should be an inmate because he was like, he <laughs> <laughs> like you know Brad Doroff in uh, <laughs> on 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 Crank, right? <laughs> and it and it was strange. But then when they made the feature, Billy Bob Thornton decided to make it. This guy just I'm just a nice family man right, who's. Right. And it was really, nice. it was a, it was a really smart change, I think. All right, Q nine. Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> hmm. Huh. Now I must admit, this is we're still in TV land. Oh, okay. Small screen. We're still in TV land. Kiss me, fat boy. I don't think this was in our heavy rotation of things to watch, Kiss me, fat but we boy. did watch it many times. Kiss me, fat boy. Can you hear it? Well, it, I, I have a... For listeners, I am overweight. <laughs> There's been a lot of fat boy references that I've thrown out. <laughs> well, I uh, I have a, um actor in mind now mm. because of your intonation. Um, but the, I haven't narrowed it down to a movie yet. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not certain. Um, so I might have to take a clue on this one because uh, 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 okay uh, well this time I think I might end up playing the clip because I don't think I have much beyond the clip to see Wow. Well, uh, now I'm just more confused. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> and this is I, I keep thinking of movies. You're right. This is a, a, a TV show. Um, no, I said it was oh, on TV. Oh, it was on TV. I didn't say it was. Oh, a TV okay. All right, show. all right, all right, all right. Good, good. Then I'm gonna go back to movies. Wow. That that music. Would you like? I can it's, play it again if you very like. Very 80s, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, Wow. The, well, not the actor I was thinking of. But uh, I w- since I don't have another clue, uh, I have a, I've just made up a, I made up a trivia clue if you if you need another one. If you want to drop it down to one point. Wow. Wow. Wow, cuz it sounds like a um, kind of a wacky horror movie. Um, doesn't it with that music and that uh, and, uh, kiss me fat boy. Wow. Yeah, yeah this one's rough. Um, mm. I mean, the... I will give you another clue for free. It was recently remade. 
Oh. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> it was an enormous hit. Hmm. When it was orig- originally, it was originally a big. No, hit. it was kind. Of, well, it was kind of an event when it was hit when it first made, but mm-hmm. the remake was a um, was a big hit. Wow. Huh. Within a year or two, I think. Yeah, I'm going to have to take another uh, the okay. something else. Cause, yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, boy. I'm trying to think of one. now what that would be because this is the one I failed on. Um, okay. Okay, here's the next clip. Per other person in the scene with Kiss Me Fat Boy, a person. Afterwards. Someone else comes in. That person's gone. And he's like, I don't want... I don't know, is it really you or is it that damn clown? I don't know if it's really you or, or, or that damn clown. Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought that would have given it away. Hmm. Okay, I'll put it back. You read the book. <laughs> I read part of the book. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, I this I I understand now why that um, if it's if it's what I think it is now I realize I because I don't think I ever saw this really I don't yeah and it, we we had it on beta right and I I don't think I ever watched really it. yeah because this you this must be Tim Curry's Pennywise you're correct it <laughs> the truth is I never finished the book. Hmm. I just read I the, the first chapter of Georgie over and over and over again. And yeah. then I made a little progress and then I was like, nah. And uh, uh, I didn't see the remake, but yeah, I heard it did really well. And I, I remember we, we taped it. We taped it. But I don't think, I don't recall ever watching it all the way through. Oh. But now it makes sense. I was like, yeah, that's well, Tim Curry. Well, one, I apologize. But yeah. I, but that, I still don't, very. don't recall it. I, this is the scene where John Ritter, who plays the boy who was overweight oh. and then grew up. John Ritter. Has he's got a crush on one girl? The mm. girl they start kissing, but as he he looks in the mirror and he starts to see he's got white clown makeup on, <gasps> on his lips and he pulls back oh. and he's it's it. Wow! Saying "Kiss me, fat boy." Yeah, so that I, woman you heard was John Ritter. <laughs> I see. Yes, I and I I don't have any recollection of the scene. Oh, okay, so I, well, because well, of that, I don't think I saw it. <laughs> that, that's on that's on my that's on me. That's a bad. Well, I, mean, uh, I think in both bad cases, question. In both cases, I just watched the opening because I yeah. always just want to see Georgie get his arm ripped off. And they and, did that scene really well. And it's in terrifying. the remake, I watched it again, and I I like both versions of it. It was it was very effective and very terrifying and. Uh, and I'm always willing to walk away at that point. It's like, okay, that was a horrifying scene. I don't see, need to see any more. Hopefully they catch that evil clown. <laughs> okay. Well, my apologies for saying that you had no, seen everyone on the list. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was wrong. All right, but this will bring that you back. That question will uh, serve as the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> Great. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> there you go. All right. But yeah, I like all. This will bring you back. Quite Q10. Give me a Big Mac, an order of fries, and a small Coke to go, please. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like a Big Mac, fries, and some tea, please. There you go. Yes, yes. Correct. Give me a Big Mac, an order of fries, and a small Coke to go, please. Give me a Big Mac, fries. 
And tea to go, please. I last saw this movie, uh, time after time, uh, in a movie theater with Malcolm McDowell. He, really? He came in and he was interviewed by, of all people, Nichelle Nichols. <laughs> It was yeah, awesome. Of all yeah, it was great. I think it was in Pasadena. It was wonderful. And uh, uh, it's my favorite Malcolm McDowell movie. It's the this first Malcolm I McDowell movie him, I yeah. ever saw. And the funny thing is, it is unique among Malcolm McDowell movies. Yeah. It's, it's nothing like any other Malcolm McDowell movie I, I recently read. Or no, no, no. This is one of the things he said at the, at the interview session uh, before the screening. He said that when he got the script for Time After Time, uh, he said... Ah, oh, they want me to play Jack the Ripper, and 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 then they said no, no. He was ready to agree to it, mm-hmm. but he was like, "Great, get to play another one-note villain," uh, which I actually it's not a one-note villain. And David uh, Warner, David Warner does uh, amazing. And so, but uh, um, Malcolm McDowell was shocked when they wanted him to be the protagonist and H.G. Uh, Wells, and then. And then wonder, wonderful that David Warner was going to play the villain. And he said that he had been in a production of Hamlet with David Warner playing Hamlet. And he described his own character as a spear carrier. Now, I don't know if that's a euphemism or if he was just saying he was playing a very minor role. Right. And you're like, wow, now I get to be the hero and he's the villain. And, <laughs> and the studio even like pushed back on um, Nicholas Meyer's choice and said, no, no, we can't have Malcolm McDowell play the hero. He plays villains. And he said... <laughs> Well, he's an actor, so he's going to play a villain. <laughs> or no, he's going to play, play a hero a in this one. And that's made yeah. what it is. And I think really having a change-up, it's amazing when you see actors who get typecast as yeah. a villain or a hero, and then you see them switch up. See, for me, with, with Malcolm McDowell and Gary Oldman, my first entry to them was their nice guy role. Right. And I'm like, ooh, he gets to play a villain now. <laughs> you know, when I, and it, but, like, but that's how I see it. Right. And everyone's like, oh, he Gary Oldman plays a villain. But to me, yeah. he's always been Gildan's turn. Right. Actually, right. Rosencrantz, I think, technically. Right. And Rosencrantz and Gildan's are dead. Uh, Siggy, have you seen Time After Time? I have not. Oh. Time You should. <laughs> time After Time is a movie with a log line that will make you spit take with laughter. But <laughs> okay. it's an excellent movie. Right. And what's time the after log time line? is H.G. Wells in, has really invented the time machine and chases Jack the Ripper into the future to stop him. And, and the future being 1979. <laughs> so that's hilarious. But it's got a crushing, crush-worthy uh, Mary Steenburgen. Oh, my God. I yeah. fell in love with her in that movie. So did Malcolm McDowell, and they got married. Oh, they did? That's right. Yeah, and they have two kids. And now uh, the son's directing, and uh, uh, he directed yeah. that movie that we saw a few years ago where the, 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 it's the couple's therapy. Oh, what was it called? It's a couple's therapy where there's a room that Ted Danson sends people to. <gasps> he directed the one I love? Yes. yes That's yes, one of yes. my favorite movies yes. And of course, year. Ted Danson is Mary Steenburgen's husband. husband now. Right. And uh, so his, you know, yeah, her That's son a great movie. directed, uh, uh, yeah, The One That's I Love. The One it's, I Love. Oh my gosh. Uh, check it out. Great if you movie. haven't seen uh, Siggy, The One I Love. It's a Mark okay. Duplass and Elizabeth, the woman from Mad Men, what's her name? Right. And Handmaid's Tale. Why am yeah. I forgetting? Yeah. Moss. Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Yes. Lots of Elizabeths today. Mm-hmm. I thought this segment was going to be done in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> you no. should have known. It's no. midnight on your side. No, no. All right, moving on. Uh, you got that one. Okay, oh, here we go. <clears throat> so you'll be impressed by this one. Q11. Shut up. I'm thinking. (laughs) 
uh, uh, that's uh, that's John Saxon <laughs> in uh, 1975's Mitchell, and uh, correct. And he's he says it near the beginning of the movie uh, because his his arm candy date is talking and he's trying to decide what he's going to do that night. And then, of course, surprise, surprise, he ends up shooting someone in his own house. And that leads us into the wonderful world of Mitchell. Uh, don't subject us to the plot of Mitchell, Mitchell at this point. Shut up. I'm thinking. Mitchell. We're going to move on. All right. John Saxon. Now, these next, the next four, I think... Huh. Well, three of them are going to be the toughest. Okay. To convey. Hope we don't run into another it situation. <laughs> Q12. And now I know I can just answer, didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. If you didn't see it, he, that question should be expunged, <laughs> I think. Because if you didn't see it, how could you possibly get it? <laughs> All right. Now everybody knows I must have some deep-seated fear of clowns. clowns. Or at least clowns or, with gnarly or teeth. Or maybe I don't, don't want to see the clowns get caught. Yeah, I just want to see them murder some child and that's... then like... Uh, I have, a, I have a thing about uh, people getting obsessed about clowns being <laughs> bad. Right. You know, having like having a problem with clowns because right. like right. just a few yeah. of them have murdered people. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's given all the clowns right. a bad name. It's right. I'm so sure an accountant right. has murdered someone at one point. I'm not, you know, you're scared of accountants. Wasn't there a Ben Affleck movie? Right. There was a Ben Affleck where, movie. Where he's right. an accountant that kills people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. I mean, who would you rather be killed by? An some accountant or boring a businessman? <laughs> or a fun, jolly clown? Or exactly. an artist <laughs> who <laughs> has honed his craft. <laughs> He makes his body his yeah. art. Yeah. yeah. And now he's making your, your body. body. <laughs> yes. The murder is art. It's, it's fantastic. All right. Here we are. Q12. I'm going to get one of these. I'm going <laughs> to. I know you're going to get Q13. Ooh. Ziggy. I know you're going to get that one. Are we on 13? Okay. No, we're on Q12. You look bad. You smell bad. Now... Is it more like, you look bad, you smell bad? I think so, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's that's Gina Davis from it The is. Fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say that sounded familiar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I Gina Davis. I was wondering about that. Telling yeah. her husband Jeff Goldblum, that, or or the, the, yeah, her Seth Brundle. Seth, Seth Brundle. Yeah. The line before the you're that changing, you're turning Seth. into an insect, dude, and you stink. You're changing, Seth. Everything about you is changing. You look bad. You smell bad. I've never been much of a bather. You so, I, that's if I besides the line about the plasma pool, yes. the line I and, and why babies like to eat flesh. No, yeah. You know, um, good stuff. the the line that I remember more than anything is you smell bad. Right, right. Oh. Bad is in not not necessarily not normal. Awful, just you smell. It's it's a warning smell. It's a warning it's like smell. You, there's something sick with you. And that the line is, I remember is that insects have no politics. Yeah, right. that's that's the best line in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that speech is, is and it brings me to tears. And I love horror movies that bring you to tears. Yeah, me too. It's like, what are you saying? I'm saying I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it, but now the insect is awake. The dream is over. I'm saying, I'll hurt you if you stay. Yeah, 
That's it's, that's so powerful. It's so very and because it, it, in a way, like so many great metaphor uh, horror movies that are metaphors, uh, uh, you know, it's it's basically an abuser telling you, "I will hurt you," mm. and I can't stop that. So you you gotta run. So the the tagline "Be afraid" is is perfect. It's like mm. he's you know a person who is has become an abuser. He's like I I don't have a anything that will stop that now. I'm basically psychotic, and it's uh, it's oh ooh. Just gives me chills. The David Cronenberg version of The Fly is the one is probably the most brilliant movie that I will never watch again. <laughs> Specifically because of the dream scene, oh, the abortion dream yeah, scene. Yeah. Oh my God. I will never. Wa- now, I, I can't. I I went out and I bought like oh. a, a, I think Borders was going on. Um, uh, it had a sale. One of the Borders was going out of business, and I I was I got a, a collector's DVD that had uh, cut scenes. And oh. there, were, there was a really disturbing scene where he was trying to splice animals together to see if he w- could become more human. It's, it's basically oh. his fly brain is like, oh, well, if I just splice myself with another human, then I'll be two parts human, human one part to, one, uh, to one part fly. And so he sp- starts oh, splicing wow. animals together. And that's when it gets truly Cronenberg. Yeah. But thank God they cut it because it just gets so gross. And uh, it turns into, you know, one of those... Uh, schlocky movies yeah. but uh, thank goodness they cut that but yeah I, I watch it and I usually watch the beginning up until like he starts going through changes with the fly and then and then I just I turn it off because then it gets scarier yeah. yeah 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 I don't know but how I love I'll take the seeing opening. the monster at the I end I love again, the opening it? I love the love story yeah I love the love the, story is so good I love the way he introduces himself and and, yeah. and then brings her over and plays the piano Oh, and, and uh, I love that he he's invented the teleporter teleporter because he car, gets carsick. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, it's he doesn't travel well. So it's good. such a good movie. I'm surprised right. you still have any fluids left in you. That's another good line. <laughs> oh, do you know what? Do you know what else I uh, was going to? Uh, what other quote I might have used instead mm. was? Uh, but I'm not sure if I got it right. Is uh, I was just in the neighborhood, felt a bit scummy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that awful boss. Yeah, that's that's a good one. The the only actor to carry into Fly Two, right? Yes. <laughs> like Time Rolex takes a lick and keeps on ticking. Yes. That's so gross. Is weird. Oh, he's a good smarmy. He guy. is a good smarmy guy. But weirdly, you get this really unpleasant character who almost is the person you're he's your the heart's hero breaking the, for yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I I remember thinking the Fly was something incredibly different than anything I'd ever seen when they have this this prosthetic, huge, gross mm-hmm. monster. Bring me to tears by grabbing the shotgun and putting it oh, to his yeah. head. Oh, so sad. Oh, <laughs> Siggy, I want you to know that I got in trouble uh, for uh, uh, for showing Wade this movie because I was four- oh. I was fourteen, I believe. You should have got in trouble for watching it yourself. And you were ten, and I had I had rented it, um, and mm. it was rated R, and and uh, uh, Mom wasn't aware of this, and I was so excited because I had been reading about it in magazines that this is going to be a great redo of The Fly, and so I was all pumped about it. And so, do you remember the night we watched it? We watched it because so. you you're remembering all this, yeah. and you were ten, which is just speaks vibes about right. your memory too. We we were watching this together. Well, you did watch it a lot after that, right? Oh yeah, yeah. parts of yeah. But uh, but that first night we watched it. And I would pause it 
and I would explain to you like, oh, do you That's understand right. what this I, means? Yeah. He's like got fly DNA and blah, And I would like, we, we would talk about the horror and then you had nightmares. I and did. you couldn't sleep and you told mom and mom got really angry at me and I, I, I'm so, I, didn't I know said, this. I, I said, I'm so sorry. And I, I you know, I, uh, she said, you gotta be careful. He's 10. <laughs> and I He's was 10. going, is he can have a maggot come out? Right. <laughs> right. And then jump. Like thirty, like twenty years, yeah, yeah, about twenty years later, and and my wife is explaining to me, you can't show him that. Yeah. He's three. <laughs> I remember three. being one of those, yeah. <laughs> but no, I oh, I didn't show him the fly. It was mm-hmm. I, I was I got him in got in trouble because uh, uh, my wife caught me with the uh, he was two or three. He was sitting in my lap. This was our first son, and uh, we were watching Jaws. And since I knew Jaws really well, I would just hit skip to the next track as soon as things started mm-hmm. to get, you know, really bad. And so he had a unique viewing of Jaws mm. where every time there's about to be something horrible, it just skipped to the next scene or at least the next track number. And so it was a very quick movie, really. And uh, when it got to the very end, I decided, well, we'll watch the Jaws die. Uh, because you know, <laughs> you know there's not going to be any closure there. Yeah, exactly. So, so we watch Jaws die, and when Jaws explodes, spoiler alert, when Jaws <laughs> dies, uh, this little boy in my lap just turned red and screamed, why? Because he loved sharks. Yeah. That's why he wanted to, he, he climbed in my lap, and I said, hey, I, there's the most famous shark movie in the world. You want to watch it with your dad? Sure. So I showed him Jaws, but yeah. I skipped out, all, out of all the eating scenes. And so then I, <laughs> so as he's crying, it's like, why? And I said, well, he was eating people. And, he, and my son said, so they just get out of the water. That's what he does. You got to get out of the water. You can't do that to him. It's all. And, it, and so when it, <laughs> As awful and as much trouble I got in for for that, what it's really given me is uh, not only you know uh, advice to future parents out there that maybe you don't you know you shouldn't do that, but also <laughs> it totally uh, proves Dino De Laurentiis wrong now mm. because when he made King Kong remade King Kong, he said nobody cry when Jaws die, saying that people <laughs> cry when when King Kong dies, right? But you don't cry when Jaws die. Well, wrong. that's no longer true. <laughs> I know for a fact that a little boy cried his eyes out and was enraged yeah. that, that Roy well, if Schneider... You get the, if you get the version where the shark is not scary because all those parts have been skipped over, right. and then he gets yeah. blown Right, right. It's, it's like, the, why did you do it's, that? It's a movie about a shark that's just swimming by, and people get scared, yeah. but that's all that happens. And then, and, and then they run, the, the bad police get out of the water, and then they're fine. And then they're yeah. fine. The cast keeps dwindling, and, but... <laughs> But the movie seems to be fine. And then the mean old uh, uh, sheriff. sheriff who's afraid of the water blows up the shark. Why? It really is a horror movie. It's yeah. just a tragedy. It's a tragedy, yeah. Poor shark. Poor Jaws. He was just he was just swimming. All right. Q13. Here we go. This is one, Siggy? I'm... This is the one. This one, Siggy, is... Uh... Also, this might be more my movie than your movie. Oh, okay. I suppose you think you raised hell. Sister, when I've raised hell, you'll know it. Well, I did. I did get, suspect that the first line was a woman, mm-hmm. the way you said it. I 
suppose you raised hell because that's really kind of the I suppose you think it's it's really the raised. cutting thing to someone who thinks they're incredibly masculine to just say yeah you thought you raised hell so uh, uh to emasculate and like yeah you didn't even raise hell hmm so siggy so you, you look confused i'm shocked what do you think is this is siggy is this uh it, it's it sounds familiar I mean, right it sounds uh, like uh but i'm not sure if they mean raised hell literally or figuratively uh i'm guessing figuratively that this isn't a hell raising movie hmm <laughs> what can you do the reading again yeah yeah i can play the clip if you want to run it well uh, re- re- all right I suppose you think you raised hell. Sister, when I've raised hell, you'll know it. Oh, okay. I was... It was more I, British. I misread that second line. Because I was thinking Nicolas Cage and Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. No. no. Now, it sounds like they're lovers, too. That, uh, mm. uh, that uh, not so yep. much sister. Right. But, uh, well, um... I don't know, Siggy. Uh, I'm I'm ready to to lose a point and try to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, it, I've I'm not, not just because not. I've been told I've seen this movie, but I. Uh, I will this say this line rings a bell, but I right. can't. Um, I do believe this is my third favorite movie. Mm. And we've mm. talked countless times about it. He's pointing Siggy. at you, Siggy. Siggy, we've talked countless times about it. All right, here we go. Here's here's the 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 uh, audio clip that he can't hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll describe it to you. Don't worry. I suppose you think you raised hell. Sister, when I've raised hell, you'll know it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same as what I did. Yeah, yeah you did a good job. Yeah. Um, because in the in the clip you can hear this what sounds like 1920s playing which mm-hmm. uh, music which didn't surprise me too much because it does kind of sound like a 1920s yeah. kind of uh, mole and gangster talking. Is, can, and they're, oh, they're, they're walking. Yes, I know what this and is. they're they're like eh, yeah. yes yes. And one year is wild at heart maybe. One one person is obviously walking away because you can hear her footsteps. Yeah, so right. Because. You got one, Siggy. Because <laughs> she sounded a bit, I would guess, something like... Uh, she sounded like Marsha Gay Harden. And... Uh, uh, and uh, You're, you, have, you, you have a keen ear for actresses. <laughs> right, that's right. And the guy sounded like Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. It sounded yeah, like... you root on that, which, too. Which would mean this would be Miller's Crossing. That right? is correct. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 I, I, Siggy, it, it, I'm sure he's totally on to that, that Todd was fishing there. Oh, well, <laughs> I can't not react when you're getting right. it right. It sounded like Marsha Gay Harden. In, a, right. in the most memorable scene in the movie, you know, where they... Well, and, and Miller's Crossing is a movie that I think you, someone, you or, or one of our friends gave us the DVD. It sat, I like moved mm. several times and I yeah. kept like, whose DVD is this? I don't think I've ever seen this. And so one day I popped it in. So I didn't actually see it until a few years ago. And, really? And, but that scene is, was my favorite scene. Oh, good. Wow. <laughs> it's the most sorry. memorable scene. Otherwise, any other part of the movie, I probably would have been really I love Johnny Casper in that movie. Hmm. 
John, John Polito is, I, we've talked about this many times. I'm sorry. On the podcast. There's a... Oh, on the podcast. Okay, well, then never mind. <laughs> this will be the third time this, uh, <laughs> yes. this, this monologue. Change the podcast. I, I, could, I could recite that monologue. Miller's crossing verbatim. the podcast. Almost verbatim. All right. Mm. <laughs> so you want to kill him, for starters. <laughs> I, have to watch I, it again. I think my favorite line from that movie, the one I use the most, is uh, uh, Does he want a pillow for his head? <laughs> That's right. Or I just I, actually the other line I thought about doing was Jesus Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah, you would have gotten that one too. I would have got that. Mm-hmm. I love that moment where he hits Mike Starr with the chair, and then he like he's coming up to him to beat him up, and he hits him with the chair, and then he's like Jesus Tom, and then just kind of walks out of the room. It's so <laughs> wonderful. It's and then the little guy comes in and beats the crap out of him. All right, now this one. Number 14. This probably is the hardest one. Okay. Here we go. Q14. Edited for television. <laughs> I don't think I can do it right. Here, I'll give I'll do the I'll do the visual. Okay. Edited for television. <laughs> Raw footage. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, so I mean, you, now I, you I were, understand the context of the line. Yeah. I don't know what the movie is. So, so you were miming as if you were uh, going, going through, through files. files, and and there was one file mm-hmm. that was marked edited for television, and the second, the second, the next group of files was what, what was raw the, footage. Raw footage. Raw footage. Raw footage. Well, obviously, you got to go for the raw footage. That's how you're going to find out. You know, with a big mystery. And this person does something very quickly off screen that you don't, I cannot figure out how (laughs) she's able to do what she later says she did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I already told you the gender. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's kind of the movie in the amount of time that we saw happen. Right, right. It's kind of a Holly Hunter gender, uh, right? She's. I'm thinking the same. Yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's it's it's near the end of. Uh, uh, you said it the way, but you said it so dark. Yeah, you I might have thought want to hear the clip. Yeah, because you, you said it so dark that it it just, I thought it was a man. It was like edited for. T- you said oh, it like do the it again. villain from uh, from uh, uh, loaded for uh, uh, loaded weapon one. Loaded Is that what you were going to say? The sequel. <laughs> they made a loaded weapon two. I didn't think they did. Lethal weapon two. The uh, the villain. Uh, Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. Edited for yeah. television. I almost raw said, footage. No, yeah, wrong. Okay, so I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. Let me try it again. I guess the problem is I don't want to be offensive, so I'm trying not to push what needs to be pushed. So okay, so let me try this again. Edited for television. Raw footage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll the clip. Yeah, oh, yeah that's a good clip. idea. Here we go. That's a good idea. I wish you could hear it, buddy. Here we go. Editor for television. I think he's. I saw an eyebrow go up. Mm, eyebrows went down. Now, 
The score is a tip-off. Mm-hmm. Well, her accent. And her accent. Her accent. And you were doing the accent really well. Because, yeah, it's not a but Holly it, you Hunter made it sound like Joss. You said it sounded like Joss Acklin, so I don't... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a Holly Hunter accent. I thought Hunter I wasn't. Accent. But it's was that a, an Asian accent you were uh, doing no, there? No, was not an Asian no, accent. No, it, no. It was, it was more European. Nope. Uh, I was wrong. I'm apparently still wrong. Well, or... Or, 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 or the actress is wrong. Right, right. Okay. Um, so you were thinking... I was also thinking broadcast news. Yeah, just me too. Yeah, I stopped him on yeah, that. I was like, no, don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't. No, don't, yeah, yeah. Not that. But, uh, uh, but yeah, she's, she's definitely got an accent. Like, she, um, she is one... Okay. Clue. She has one of those wonderful. The actress has one of those wonderful three name names that you have to you have to say. Um, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, like that, exactly like that, except with an accent. But there's another one. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Robin Wright. That's perfect. Penn. That was perfect. Robin. 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 Well, this wasn't made at the time that she was. Pin. Yeah, I know. I still can't. As discussed previously on this <sighs> podcast, I can't stop. I can't stop thinking <laughs> it and saying it. But yes, you, want... you're right. In, in the clip, she's she's going through the files very slowly, and there's tension building up. Edit for, for television. There's a long pause, and then it then seconds after she said raw footage, she gasps, and you think, how in the world could she have discovered something in that short of time? Well, uh, well, actually, what what what's happening? Is that she pulls out the raw footage, she's stowing it away, and someone accosts uh, her from behind. I see. So her gasp was that somebody <gasps> came up behind oh, her. Oh, no. And I will say, you do not know who it is. Oh, oh. Raw footage. Raw footage. I don't know which one I, which next clue I should give raw you. Footage. So then this isn't, um, this isn't from Iron Man. This isn't. No. Uh, this is not from Iron Man. That could have been typing fingers you were doing. Was there right. were there typing sounds? No, nope. no, no, not typing sounds. It was okay. scary it's music and, and 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 she's electronica music. I, I'm I'm imagining that she's in a darkened room she doing is. this, and because uh, she's snuck in there and she's trying to get. Uh, but of course, the files it's it's obviously got either tape or film that she's pulling out. Edited for television. Well, let me know if you want another oh, footage. footage. I think we need to move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, next, next clue. So we're down to one point now. So here's the one yeah, point. Yeah. Um, okay. The one pointer is. Do you see that camera up there? I'll strangle you for home audience. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Because that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which means that uh, Maria Maria Alonso. Uh, oh, uh, you're so close. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yes, that actress. It's the running man. That's correct. <laughs> and she's finding the footage that will get uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger out of trouble that he didn't really kill all these people and the government that's framed him. Right. That's right. And the, the, they literally are file folders because the little chi- the little cards Is, are are the footage. Um, bubble chips. Bubble yeah, chips. Of course, right. Bubble chips. That's what it's I. It's Maria Conchita Alonso. But yeah. I get car sick, plane sick. I'm gonna throw up all over you. <laughs> It won't hurt this shirt. Yeah, that's oh. one point. Well, you did. You man. picked a really obscure one, and I, yeah. I like that. that was, well, that again, was the ADR. It was familiar. It's the ADR. It was that, really familiar. It's the ADR that makes yeah, it familiar. Yeah, they definitely dropped that in later. Yes. Mm. Uh, so, so we know what she's is doing. <laughs> the final 
<gasps> Q15. Q15. Here we go. I, I, I gotta, I gotta yeah, use my hands for this. Here we go. I don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, th I think we, we, I talked about this yes! movie earlier. This is Jaws. It's, it's the she, I believe she was a reporter for the paper. Or no, she good. was not a reporter for the paper, but she was at the at at the meeting. What's the how, line right before? You know, whether or not we're going to close the beaches or whatever. Any special questions? Uh, is that three thousand dollar bounty on the shark in cash or check? <laughs> I don't think that's funny at all. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Uh -huh. I don't think that's it's funny. funny. I don't think that's it's funny, funny at all. all. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, it's right before the nails scraping the chalkboard, the way mm -hmm. uh, Robert Shaw gets everybody's attention. Way to go. I, That's I, a good one. I knew Jaws. that was going to be in there. Awesome. That, see, now my experience with Jaws is similar to your experience with, like, see, we taped Jaws off television, mm -hmm. and it, our copy started at the beginning of that town hall scene. Yeah. And I loved, at first I started watching it for the shark. Mm-hmm. But then I started watching it for everything for people, up to yeah, the shark. Yeah. And that part I love. When I go back and watch it now, I actually don't think Chrissy's murder is right. all that great. Right. I think it's kind of cheesy, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm always and thrown by it. I'm thrown by it because it does, like, seems atonal to the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so I have a hard time watching the beginning of that movie. Yeah. Because that part starts, the movie to me starts well, with I'm, the town. <laughs> I'm not really into it yet because I, I remember I'm, I'm just, I'm really kind of analyzing it and I'm thinking... Steven Spielberg is underwater pulling her. And so I'm not even into the <laughs> fiction of the movie. It. I'm thinking about the making of it. And so it isn't until Roy Scheider finally gets in and we start getting into the real drama of it. I was like, oh. And yeah. then suddenly I'm totally totally in. in. And I'm not thinking so much about Bruce anymore being towed. Right. The shark is working. Yeah, that's... So, see, do you happen to know the name of the woman, I won't even say actress, but woman who played the person who said that line? No. Okay. I did no. that. that, that her, I she's credited know. as Mrs. Taft. Ah. She owns a hotel, I think. Oh, okay. And her name is Fritzy Jane Courtney. <laughs> nice. Because the uh, the reporter, right, was played by the the screenwriter. Uh, right. Was uh, uh, no the author Peter Benchley. Well, the, oh, the reporter that was on the, the TV beach. Archer, right. Yeah. The the newspaper, the local newspaper reporter, was played by the guy that was hired to punch up the script. And I read recently that. He had a bigger part in the movie, and he cut his own part down, oh. which I'm shocked by. But I was like, "Hey, way to go, Kyle Bartley!" Is it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I get that to he, read the Jaws he, he had like more okay. of a, a, a funny part, and is just like, "Yeah, you know, we don't we don't need that." That's, mm -hmm. I, besides, I'm going to be typing <laughs> all these new scenes <laughs> because the shark isn't working. <laughs> so, Siggy, give us a grand total there. What uh, what is is Todd's final score out of a possible 45. Well, before I uh, uh, jump into that, I just have to make an observation. <laughs> uh, so I said earlier that um, th there were, uh, th that this was making me think that the way that your brain works is just so much different from mine or the way that you watch movies. Um, and you, you talked about how like you're taking in all this information in total. Um, uh, you know, I think I'm definitely more of a uh, uh, I'm just looking. I, I remember the themes of things and like things that connect thematically, which for are me, harder or, for me to get. I have or to may, say. 
maybe tonally and that's just like that's how I experience this stuff and like and things have to either hang on to that or connect to something else in my experience to to really stick um, like that but the way you know that this shows is that all these little minute details and uh, and the way they uh, like accumulate for you um, it reminds me of this uh, uh, Jorge Luis Borges short story oh. Uh, which I had to look up the title, uh, Funes, I'm probably getting this name wrong, Funes the Memorious, um, about this kid who uh, gets perfect recall um, to the point where... Um, but he didn't get he... a 45, so... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why we're talking about no, this. Not no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, go ahead. But to the point where... Um, uh, it's One of the things mentioned in the story is that, like... Uh, he can remember every single detail of a dog, including the placement of all of its hair <laughs> to the extent that that same dog one instant later, he doesn't even think of it as the same dog. Oh, wow. wow. Right. Yeah. It's cause it's cause to him it's like a completely separate, um, it has so many different details about it. Right. Mm. So, uh, so it ends up like driving him insane. Like right. he does persistence of vision just drives you know. him crazy. <laughs> and he, and then he like will do experiments like well, I'm going to try to recreate all my memories from uh, from this one day in my past, and that will he'll do that successfully, but it takes him an entire day to do it. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, that's so, uh, apropos. <laughs> but yeah, what, what, so was, there's, there's that famous quote about like what what are the most important things uh, or uh, about so that we don't go insane is that our ability to forget, where it's, it's building up that. Yeah, that our forgetting is actually a good thing. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, well, well, since uh, so then your score on the insanity test <laughs> um, by that measure is out of a out of a possible forty-five. You scored thirty-seven points. Sweet. Oh, nice. Nice. Although I should well, note as an observer, there was like a big four-point swing when you were you would have said broadcast news. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally. would stop you. <laughs> If you hinted that you might think that. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, he, he'd said uh, it was she. And I was like, oh, I didn't think it was yeah, she yeah, at all. Yeah. It's the way I thought it was a man. But so now I'm thinking broadcast. You, you and I both were like, oh, it's got to be broadcast oh. news, right? Oh, but no. All right. And that's man. the intonation game. However, uh, not to belabor the point, but we could do a lightning couple of things to get your points up. Quick. <laughs> bonus one. I'm ready to ready. I swear to God, I'm ready. We're off. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's an outtake from Cannonball Run. All right, good. How's that about this one? Oh God! Oh oh God! Oh my God! It's, it's, oh uh, oh God! It's, oh it's my God! Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> Correct. How about this one? How did you get in here? Well, you might say I was piped in. Oh. See that's funny. If even if you don't know the context, it's, uh, you might say I was piped in. Uh, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm. Uh, oh, return to the swamp thing. That's Heather Locklear and Dick Durock. I, all right, I, next I get, question. Right, yes, yes. We eat on the line. We sleep on the line. We piss on the line. Ooh, ooh. Uh, I know. I have a guess. Okay, go for it, Siggy. Gung ho. That's correct. Oh, nice. You got one. Nice. Okay, now this, a lot, two more. Here we are. Mm, oh, this is filled with brandy. 
Uh, uh. <laughs> Do you, does it sound familiar? It does. It does sound familiar. Oh, well, this is Which brandy. Hmm. Tanya, can I have this one last chocolate? Go ahead. Mmm, that wool. Well, this is filled with brandy. <laughs> you didn't eat this whole box. <laughs> I didn't. Familiar. That's that's from um, oh. shoot. He knows oh, it. Cause, cause he knows it. Just a, doesn't oh. know the Dinako's title. It's it's a, it's a wedding, mm-hmm. right? This is a bride is a wedding. who's gotten drunk, but it's yeah, not because yeah. one drink isn't going to make you crazy. Oh, right, right, right. It's, it's oh, it's Bruce Willis's mm-hmm. first starring role. No, not his first. I don't think. Uh, is it? It was before Die Hard. I think. I think it, it, it might was, be starring. Um, I don't know when it happened. And it was Sunset. Kim Basinger. That's correct. Who ate it all? I don't remember who's talking to her, but it's probably her mom or something. Mm-hmm. It is. She's she goes crazy. That's her only drunk. line. That's her <laughs> only line in the movie. Line. I think. So the movie is called. It's it's, it's it's got yeah. You're right. It's got an innocuous name. Uh, because uh, yeah, it, Blake Edwards. Right, right, right. Because yeah, We're I remember Phil Hartman. Because he's uh, uh, and John Larroquette. She and oh, Liam Daniels. Is John Larroquette her groom or no? John Larroquette is her sleazy groom that's oh, forcing her to get married and, and, in eighties right. comedy style. Yes, and then he's gonna yeah. she's gonna run off with uh, Bruce Willis, who destroys her wedding in in a way much like Dustin Hoffman does in The Graduate. But um, oh God, what is that called? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's a two-word title, and it's uh, oh man, it is a two-word title. Yeah, but it's not Die Hard, but it's no. Yeah, it was it was. I think. Oh, this is Philip Brady, and of course, oh, I remember now. Bruce Willis sent her the box of chocolates yeah. filled with brandy to get her drunk, so she he would ruin her wedding, so that she'd run off with him. It was a. Uh, this is a scene ploy. where he like in, there's a scene ploy. of him in using a syringe. Yes. To inject brandy into That's these right. chocolates. That's right. Now, when you first when you first read it, I thought of Steel Magnolias. Or, well, actually... Uh, uh, that was my guess, too. Or, Steel and, Magnolias. And, and Sixteen Hannah. Candles. But I knew that the, the, the bride in Sixteen Candles is it's because she... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Valium. Yeah. Well, Valium, yeah. We'll move on to the next thing. The movie's Blind Date. Blind Date, that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. 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 I oh, knew you'd know that one, too. Oh. I'm very proud of that one. And then I far- hated that movie. And <laughs> And then the last, the last one, I've been doing this just for fun, is, so what if it's big of the Subaru and costs as much? You'll not have to trade, you'll never have to trade this in. This is going to be with you for the rest of your life. And when you die, they can bury you in it. Oh, yes. Judge Reinhold and the wonderful uh, 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 Ruthless People. Ruthless People. Yes. There great, you are. It was hard not to choose a Bill Pullman line from that movie. Mm-hmm. Or... More. <laughs> that one. Uh, yeah. Horrible so if, if, we, if we took those bonus questions, you've got one, two, three. Uh, well, that would just balance out the, yes. uh, the, the you got six. You need the questionable. There were, wait a second. Wait, he got gung-ho. Did you get gung-ho? He I did not gung-ho. get gung-ho. All right. Okay. So, yeah, that's basically nine points. I think the only uh, line I can... Quote from Gun Ho is uh, it, my we, eggs, is, your eggs. Oh yes, is, is uh, uh, we we piss for distance, and the re- response is uh, what, what do you do? Is that we piss for accuracy? 
And that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, oh. nice. that's, right. that's nice. I didn't from. actually remember the line. I just kind of deduced it from <laughs> the context. But the one line I do remember from that is, I like you. You make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the intonation game, everyone. Woo-hoo. That was supposed to take 15 minutes. And now we're on two hours. So, should have known better. Should have known better. There we go. How about you give me and Man Mountain 750 each and send Uncle Fester there home? He's not carrying a gun. Is that true? You, you, di- you didn't bring a gun? I didn't think I'd need one. <laughs> it's a protection job. It's basic common sense that you need a gun to protect your employer. I mean, he's just a third wheel without a piece. I'll tell you what. If I need a gun, I'll use one of his. Really? One of my guns? How do you picture that happening exactly? Well, I guess I'm going to take it from you. That, that is just special. Huh. Take. How are you gonna take one of my guns? Come on, Billy Jackoff. Take my gun from me. Let me see it. Here. I'll make it easy for you. You can make it not so easy. Sure thing. You got it. What the son of a... Okay, let's see what you got. So many guns, I don't know which one to use. Oh my goodness. That's the most badass thing I've ever heard. It's pretty badass. Someone's a badass. Badass. It is badass. That's some badass shit. Dude, that was fucking badass. What did he say? He said he was gonna get in his truck, drive down here, and beat the living shit out of me. Why did you say that was your address? Say any other address. I don't know. He, he's got a very powerful voice. Part two. Okay, so what I wanted to talk about was what was your first thing where you recognized a moment in a movie or TV show was badass? Now, first, we should probably define what badass is. Okay, there's a, uh, wait, one thing. There's a difference between someone being a badass and something being badass. Right. I See, for me, when someone does something badass, it's very specific. Like, you feel it in your core without really knowing what the word badass is until they assigned it to it later. I don't think someone is a badass, like, in totem. I don't think anybody is. That's my phrase for today, I guess. But I think someone does something that is badass rather than they're a badass. I think that means something different than something being badass, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's well, a different... What are those differences? Well, I, like, say, say, sometimes they say, badass say, like, that guy is mean and cruel and will kill you. But I don't think that's doing something badass mm-hmm. B- badass and tough guy are two totally different things i like the urban dictionary definition which is well dictionary.com def- defines it as or not dictionary actually the whatever comes up on google when you type in a word define says a tough uncompromising or intimidating person but i like urban dictionary which is a general sounds term like a hard ass to right me. that sounds like a hard ass yeah a general term to describe behavior that is fearless, authentic, uncompromising, compassionate, and ethical. 
I'm not so sure about the compassionate. Yeah, but ethical, certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it says, well above the social standard for normal behavior. Or the third definition, the opposite of dumbass behavior. <laughs> now, that's the thing. I think when I really see something as being badass, mm -hmm. I think of it as there's someone who, one, has the intellectual and moral high ground. Or right. It's, right. Resolute, unyielding, and intimidating mm. because of it. They're, they're fearless and authentic. I like that. Right. Because a tough guy thinks all they have to do is posture mm -hmm. and they will back down. They don't have to be authentic and they don't have to have mm -hmm. truth on their side. A badass just is. Now, I've heard the word badass used a lot for Val Kilmer's shootout in Heat. Mm. Now, I never really was much of a Heat fan, although that sequence is great. But... I, it's it's weird. I'm not really sure how I feel about that necessarily being badass. It's very impressive and awesome, but mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I like the the distinction that badass is where like they're doing the right thing, and uh, uh, effortlessly and, and fearlessly. And you're you're shocked and like wow that yeah, I'm, I'm you're really impressed. So yeah, like when we were uh, uh, you're quoting the. Uh, uh, Robert Culp scene in Greatest American Hero, that's badass because he's walking into what could be his death and and he's doing it because it's the right thing. He's or, or, Even well, if it isn't the right thing, he's calling out the bad guy right. to come and show himself uh, even though it, it could, you know, he doesn't have any, uh, uh, and could very well get killed. And that was my scene. That yeah, was my scene the first time I recognized something yeah. as being badass. Badass, Robert. Because Robert Culp is shot, has been shot twice already in <laughs> this show. He's got two holes in him he's already. Got a, he's got a shot hand and a shot foot. <laughs> and he limps. And in. he limps into Looking this. Looking like the mummy. Yeah, well, he limps into <laughs> this Italian to the where, where the the villain is, who's trying to kill him, and he's just figured out that this whole thing is about to killing him. Right. And, and so, so he, he just marches right in guy, yeah. with the sole intention of, of pissing him off. Provoking him. It's like, and to just say like, hey, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. You, you didn't get me. You've shot at me twice now. You've got me twice. And he puts him I'm in a position going. where he can't do anything. Yeah. Like he puts a gun on him and then just picks up his plate of pasta and throws it onto his tuxedo. Right. Knowing pours that, wine. That no one's pissing him, him off. Yeah. And, but he's just holding him there going, I'm going to do all this to you. And I'm going to walk out of here. And he does. The hand now, hurts worse than the, the foot. foot. Yes. <laughs> he tells him. And, and the thing, do you, have you seen this scene? Do you know what we're talking oh, about, so Derek? it's so good. No. I tried, Johnny. I really did. I'm sorry. It just didn't work out. The only thing that's worked out in the last 24 hours is this tuxedo. And if I didn't look so good in this thing, I'd smack you right now. Johnny here? Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, the gang's all here. What the heck do we care? What the heck do we care? Hey, hey, the gang's all here. What the heck do we care now? <clears throat> Ouch. The hand hurts worse than the foot. You gotta be more careful when you eat this stuff, John. You got some sauce in your lap. Freeze, Mike. 
understand you've gone to the uh, Grammys. A little bird told me. Say hello for me to all the pretty people. It's crazy. You're gonna hire me a couple more pencil necks? No, nothing doing. I'm through with this guy. He's dead. Get the car. Uh, so, but here's the thing. In my, I watched it the whole episode today mm. to prepare. Oh, so good. And because I've watched that scene this a that lot. Episode of Greatest American. This is the yeah. Greatest yeah. American Hero really? episode three, season one, called Hit Car. Uh, and I, no, uh, season oh, it's episode three. I, I guess it's if, episode if three. you divide the pilot into, into two. two. Yeah. So, because I remember it being the second thing that aired. Yeah. If you and it, there's something very interesting about the scene, uh, in that I think it's incredibly well directed and edited specifically. It's incredibly well edited. Also, there's no there. I would have thought any other cop show or TV show at the time would have flooded that whole scene with music. Right. And there's no music. Nice. It just you can hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. And but, the, but like the thing I didn't get was, I thought he was doing it as a as like. Like we need, we need to draw him out. We need yeah. to get him out here. And he's like, "I'll do it. I'll go in, even though I've been shot twice." And he's after me. So I thought it was kind of this defying all sense of reason and logic, and just, but I'm, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. But when I looked at it again, it's what he does is badass, but how he does it is awful. <laughs> he, he find it, Ralph. Puts up to him that he's going to that, that that they're trying to kill you. That's what this whole thing is about. Right. And then he just says, "I'm going to get some cigars." And he walks in there, does this thing to basically draw him out. Gets in the car, doesn't tell Ralph he's done this because well, he knows let's, his partner is going to be mad. Let's <laughs> Ralph drive him to a school, but he doesn't know that any people will be there. Yeah, it's but the he, weekend. He thinks, no one's going to be there. No, it's weekend. No one's going to be there. That's going to be fine. But oh, then it's a great climax. And then he gets oh. there. And it's filled what, with kids and parents. What are these people doing here? And he's like, oh whoa, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's a it's a terrible thing he's oh, it's done. Great. It's a great climax because Ralph's the, like, I've been telling you this all day. Yeah, it's the play we're putting on. He's like, oh no, uh, we we've got a situation. We got to get out. <laughs> but the scene itself so he's is, not a badass at that point no, it's no not at all terribly, it's backfired terribly but the the scene itself is it was the first time like like i'd seen people i thought do things that were cool like han solo was cool right i can't really so, think of han solo being badass yeah i mean his his killing greedo being the only yeah, one shooting okay that's if, if actually that, that pretty okay one, but he's doing that for self-preservation. Yeah, and so it's it's not like he's doing a moral service or anything. He he fries Greedo because Greedo's trying to use right. him to but get money. So is Bill Maxwell in yeah. this thing. And you know what? I I even though you just said that, I, I'm going to retract that. I think that's Hanzo did that was pretty badass because well, he effortlessly, fearlessly, yeah. and, and without. Re- Authentically, and the, and the re-edit, of course, ruins. Yeah, that, and that's so. why that's so enraging. That's why, I, I think, think that's why that people get upset. Yeah, because yeah, because they he, took a badass he, moment he, and made it self-defense. Blew away the guy that was threatening him, and and yeah, it doesn't have that ethical standpoint though. Is more yeah, that's true. Where, whereas, like one of the things I was thinking of, because uh, of course the Robert Culp scene makes me think of the later uh, movie uh, True Romance, where uh, Dennis Hopper that's does a very the badass one. thing where he. He pisses off the uh, Christopher Walken character, Ooh. knowing that that will just end the questioning. What we got here is a little game of show and tell. You don't want to show me nothing, but you tell me everything. 
I know you know where they are, so tell me. Before I do some damage, you won't walk away from. Could I uh, <clears throat> have one of those Chesterfields now? Sure. You're Sicilian, huh? Sicilian. <laughs> you know, I read a lot. Uh, well, that was a moment where he's like, I'm going to die. Right. I'm, I'm going to piss this way. guy off right. before I go. And he's not going to get any information. He can't torture me if he kills me. Right. So, so I mean, that's... Right. So I just have to piss him off so much that he won't be able to linger to torture me. Right. For information, he'll just kill me. But of course, he's also not thinking. I've pinned the information <laughs> he know once on my refrigerator. I hope they don't look, so they don't, don't die in vain. But yeah, another badass moment is one of my I favorite. Think we're out. Oh, I'm sorry, the Carney brothers. Sorry. <laughs> All right. There's, there's okay. sorry. no jumping in point. Uh, but yes, uh, there's one of my favorite superhero movies, and I'm a huge superhero movie fan. Is um, uh, uh, Hero at Large with John Ritter. And uh, in, in that movie, there's a scene where a bunch of no-name characters become bad, do the badass thing. Mm. And they say things like, I'm going in. And they run into a burning building. Yeah. And, it's, and, and the, the emergency people are trying to hold people back from running into the burning building to mm. save the people who are inside. Uh, but it's just such a badass thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's just kind of like, oh, okay, all right, we're we're gonna go into the burning building because we have to. It's the right thing to do. We've got to get these people out, and it's uh, uh, yeah, it's a great great moment. But yeah. it's, it is also very badass because John Ritter has already become is doing the bad. That's what yeah. superheroes do: is that they they do what's right, and uh, uh, even though it could get them killed, and uh, and that's why I think superheroes are more interesting if they are vulnerable to oh yeah to yeah, absolutely it's, that it's self-sacrifice and altruistic siggy do you have a badass moment <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't trying to cut you off i'm oh, sorry good. <laughs> I just... god forbid we cut todd off <laughs> so that siggy can speak <laughs> do you I feel was... like you've had enough time to talk todd i'm winded now yeah. yes uh, it's a little hot in here from our ic being off so <laughs> like, um so I didn't, uh, I've never brought the whole ethical dimension to uh, yeah. the term badass. It never, yeah. never once occurred to me. So I wasn't thinking uh, along those lines when uh, you posed this question over email. And so I was trying to come up with the examples, although I, it mostly works, I think, for my mm -hmm. examples. Uh, so the, the, I mean, the first one that um, I wouldn't have thought it in these terms, but the first moment that probably struck me that way um, was um, uh, Indiana Jones going after the truck. Truck? What truck? In Raiders ah, of the Lost Ark, yeah. which is, you know, <laughs> like they're, he's hit a sequence of failures over and over again. You know, he gets the plane, but they've, mm -hmm. you know, they've, now they've moved it away from the plane. Now there's a whole caravan of Nazis with machine guns. There's like 15 of them in, a tr in the truck. <laughs> And all these guys are a horse, right? Yeah. <laughs> and by himself, he's going to tackle them. 
in what I still think is the greatest action sequence of all time. Yeah, yeah. I would and, totally agree. Uh, and it like it totally, you know, I wouldn't have said it that way when I was six years old <laughs> seeing it in the theater. But like I knew like this is there's something amazingly yeah. special about this scene. Oh, yeah. Right. And like that was the one I played over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, in my imagination. Uh, so, I mean, that would have been the one, but I wouldn't have thought of it in like badass terms. Well, um, no, I wouldn't have either. I just so know in, that was awesome. That, yeah. But you feel that. So in you, hindsight, that was probably the first one. But the first mm-hmm. one where I probably thought of it in the terms you're more thinking about um, was I can remember it being pointed out to me during, um, I think it was V, the final battle. Oh, yes. Watching it with my friend Jason Zuzak, who when um, Michael Ironsides, yes, uh, when they, um, the I, I think it might be the end of the final Ham episode, Tyler, yes, Ham Tyler, um, with his Uzi, yeah, that he always uh, had, well, that his no, his buddy always carried on his shoulder like that. Go ahead. And uh, when they've, at some point, I don't know if they've like finally overthrown the visitors or maybe just like one embassy or something, but there's a flag. There's mm. the visitor's flag up on some building and like they've taken it over and to, to mark the victory, they lower the flag. But how Ham Tyler lowers it is by shooting it with an Uzi along the length of the pole. <laughs> not like, not just where it connects, but down the length of the pole with his Uzi shooting from the hip. Yeah, he never lifted it up like this. It was always down here. And I don't remember if Jason used the term or not, but in hindsight, he said something to the effect of that was badass to not even aim it just to shoot it from his hip. Because <laughs> I remember laughing like when he shoots down the, the pole, like what a dumb way to take down the flag. <laughs> you know? But Jason like, no, it was badass the way he shot from the hip. But then he yeah. I'm like, oh, I never like, I remember that the first time like, like doing the little head turn, like, Oh, that such a thing could be badass. Such a yeah. badassery is a thing one can achieve. I, what is this? What is this virtue? Yeah. Because ba- badass, I think, began by saying that guy's a tough dude. Don't don't fuck with him. Like that's that he's a badass. He'll badass he'll, motherfucker. He, badass, yeah. he'll take you right to the ground. But I think as the term kind of came about, it, for me, it evolved into this idea of like, here's someone that will a, a take you out. You cannot stop and has every is off in, in the, the word that really got me in that definition was authentic. Mm. Like, like nothing could be challenged. Right. And it was almost felt effortless to them and scary to us, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just to watch someone just go, wow. Because that's the kind of thing that makes you go, wow. When I see a villain doing something, them something, horrible i don't necessarily think it's badass right. because i'm scared but when you see this one thing it's like wow yeah. that's amazing because he just plowed right through and doesn't you know right does barely seems affected by it right 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 but yeah you you bring up an interesting point that what uh, do we think of villains are villains capable of being badasses and uh, you know with a badass villain is different from a anything a badass mm. hero or a badass moment. I think that kind of brings the ethics in as well. Not to make the show political at all. No. <laughs> could our p- current president yeah. be a badass? I, I mean, I, 
I mean, because he well, might have too much of a coward. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, the the authentic and you know, and the you know, the effortlessness that he can pull off because he has no qualms or no conscience or no you, you know understanding. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that if your first move... instinct is self preservation, right, I think right, that right, right, automatically, right. Uh, means you can't be a badass. So here's my here's my um, uh, example then to complicate the mm-hmm. definitions uh, that you just laid out. And this is the one I arrived at is like the first time I recognized badassery on my own <laughs> without the help of someone telling you, "No, you're wrong. That's that was badass." badass. <laughs> that being corrected. okay, okay, Jason. <laughs> Um, was in the Terminator. Ah, in the, in the diner scene or the dance club, the um, the Tech Noir Club. I think <laughs> it's called. Tech Noir I just watched club. the clip earlier tonight. Nice. Um, uh, and you know, here uh, Arnold as the Terminator for the first time finds uh, uh, Linda what? Hamilton. Oh. What's her What's her character's name? Oh, I don't um, know. Connor. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. And then. Um, and then Reese like pumps five shotgun blasts into him and propels him out the plate glass window. Yeah, under the sidewalk, right? Um, and in that scene, it is the Terminator who is the badass. Yeah. But it is Reese pumping him with those shotguns and keep he keeps doing it until he flies him out the, the <laughs> plate glass window for good measure. He's the one who is doing the badass thing right mm. that is interesting i think the terminator st- actually falls into that category of king kong and godzilla mm. where they're the monsters but we're kind of here to see the monster <laughs> right. you know possibly because because yeah when, when he flies out that window lands on the sidewalk and then that moment of him kind of sitting up which you know where where, yeah. where, where his eyes are kind of rebooting it looks just right. like a, and he kind of sits and just effortlessly sits back up. It's, it's like it's, a slasher film. Yeah, yeah. But, but way different from that really horrifying, chilling one in, in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Remember where Jamie Lee Curtis is standing there after stabbing him through the eye with the, right. the coat hanger? That, that, that plain shot yeah. is so horrifying yeah, to me yeah, yeah. of just him just sitting straight up. <laughs> you know. But in The Terminator does it too. He sits straight up, but yet Michael Myers is not a badass. Mm. I would not think. Mm. Has he done badass things? I don't think so mm. but the terminator we're like yeah <laughs> and like he gets back up and that is complicated because we don't want sarah to die we want reese to protect her well we think that's who he is what he's doing well is is, is the terminator 2 a badass the liquefied guy oh the t-1000 yeah because I mean, he seems well. Sarah Connor but... is pretty bad. Is really badass. Oh, she's in that super movie. badass. That yeah. her escape from Lots the 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 that's okay. Yeah, that is yes. That's quintessential badassery. Quintessential badass. Her escaping yeah. from the uh, from the psych ward. Well, nearly escaping. Nearly escaping until she runs yeah. into. Yeah. 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 The broken broomstick and the detergent in the, <laughs> the needle <laughs> yeah that really is yeah i think james cameron has uh, made yeah our bad ras definitions he's complicated things because yeah that terminator, it's all, terminator yeah. 2 it's interesting but yeah let me uh, another point so die hard came up earlier in that mm. does bruce willis do anything badass in die hard he walks over the 
glass. Yeah, I mean, because there's lots of things yeah. badass. Well, well, I mean, I love Die Hard. I love it. Is one of the best movies ever made. I think. And uh, but I mean, part of my thing was that I what I thought was so great about it when I saw it for the first time in eighty what nine or something was that he was playing. He was the first action hero I saw, possibly besides Indiana Jones, who was afraid to die, who ran into these situations terrified rather than he didn't cower from them but he ran into them like what does he say before he jumps off the uh building oh god please don't let me die (laughs) what does he say and then he says all these things that villains say like when he what does he say when he's punching carl he says like things like um you should have heard your brother squeal when i broke his fucking neck oh yeah he says i'm gonna cook you i'm gonna clean you i'm gonna fucking eat you he says all these things that are what villains say mm. when they're fighting. And, and, uh, and he's rabid and he's crawling, he's crawling at things. And he's amazing. I mean, I love this movie and I love this character. But in, in the, I was trying to think. I go, well, does he do anything that is badass? And he drops the building out, the body out onto Al's car. Right. But I don't know. That's, again, what a villain would do. But he's do, you know, <laughs> doing it in this kind of thing. And then he goes, well... But then I thought the scene with Hans where he gives him the gun without bullets. Mm-hmm. But I go, but there's no bullets in it. So, <laughs> But that's the only time where he's really confident looking. Yeah. Where yeah. he puts the gun in his face and goes, what? Like, like you did with Takagi. Oops. No bullets. Fucking stupid, Hans. Well, his gambit at the end with the gun taped to his back. Yeah, yeah. And he's got two but he's bullets. Still to not sure if that's gonna work, you know. But his gambit. But he does gambit, it. He does it. Like he, well, that's you know. just it. Well, Kurt, bravery is doing things when you're scared. It, yeah. You're not just brave. You're doing them even though you're terrified. That's bravery. But badass things that are badass don't look like they require bravery. You know. Hmm. They they just they, they they have that feeling that they're just happening, right? And that's what makes it so impressive, I think. So you're saying he's a diehard ass. He's a diehard ass, yeah. No discredit to John McClain, make that clear. But I'm trying to think of anything that I would label that uh badass in that. Yeah, I mean yeah, his um yeah, he is kind of a badass when he gives Hans the gun. Even though it ends up being a trick, I guess the truly badass thing would be for, for him to give him a loaded gun, gun right here. <laughs> but that also would have been stupid. So right, yes. it would have been stupid. Uh, but or yeah. is the badass thing to just say, "Oops, no bullets." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trying to shoot him. Whoops! I really love no bullets. Clay, <laughs> nice. I won't go into it, but there's a whole story about. I can if you want me to, but there's a whole story about. You know, there's always fan theories about how did he know. Because the camera zooms in on that when he says he's Bill Clay, it slims in on William Clay. Mm-hmm. So he's right. Right. Right? So how does he know? How does he know that it's Hans? Hmm. He just isn't taking any chances. Right. He shouldn't be taking any chances, but there's a they cut something from the script. They cut something from the movie. Huh. Uh, that explained it. Basically, yeah. there's a moment they shot the film. And there's a moment when, yeah, Stephen D'Souza said this recently, there's a moment where this, the truck arrives, the door comes up, they all come out of it, and they're all walking in, and there was a moment where they all stopped and said, we'll synchronize our watches, and they all had these European Rolexes, right? And so as McLean's going through and tagging each one, he's noticing they all have these Rolexes. 
So when he hands him the cigarette, there's a, there was a shot of him kind of noticed seeing the watch. Ah. And so that's how I put it together. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason they cut it, they were shooting it and they suddenly realized, you know what? We know their plan. They're going to blow the roof and then they're going to, you know, pretend to be dead. But there's nothing in this movie about how they plan to get out of there. Hmm. We, we don't have it. And so then I think D'Souza said, well, you know, I shot this. I wrote this pilot that didn't go anywhere a long time ago where the, the robbers put an ambulance in the truck and they got out in an ambulance. Why don't we do that? So that was thought up on the set. Wow. Which to me is mind boggling because you got, that's how you tie an Argyle at the end. That's yeah. how you do all okay. this stuff. So they that shot, explains how, oh. so they shot that, they shot that, they came up with that on, while they were shooting and shot that there. And then when they ran the clip, they were looking at the work print, well, the first cut in the theater, they started it up. They showed that shot of the, 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 the truck opening them up and they're coming out and synchronized their watching. And the director goes, stop. You can see there's no ambulance in that truck. <laughs> It's a completely empty truck. Oh no! And you can kind of still see it in the movie if you mm. if you if you watch it when the thick truck comes up and they're all walking out. If you look over their shoulders, there's nothing in that truck. Right. There's no there's no ambulance back there, and so that's why they cut it because it was too egregious. Mm. And so they cut all that stuff with the watches, and then so they just kept. There's like okay, well he just is a good cop. That mm. he it would have ruined the out. tension of the scene. Yeah, it I really would have. Yeah. If we'd known, like, there's no, yeah, he's Hans. Because yeah. we already knew he was Hans. And it was we just a, didn't know right. what he knew. It could have been a test. We thought it was, yeah. we thought it was dramatic irony. It, right. right. That we knew something McLean didn't, but the. Turns out he knew that's all along. What, that's, and that's Which makes it badass. Right. Or, <laughs> or even if he wasn't sure, as soon as, as you know, as soon as the guy, Hans turns the gun on him, he's like, okay, well, you know, yeah, he just told me what he Because when he turns the gun on him, he doesn't even turn around. Yeah. You hear him speak in German, and Bruce doesn't even turn around. He waits yeah. for a minute after yeah. they have a cigarette, and then turns around. Well, well, well. <laughs> he's he's got complete control of that whole. Yes, that's moment. Pretty, pretty badass. Until that guy comes up. Fancy in the that Bruce Willis being a badass. badass. Fancy that. Who would have thought, Mister Moonlighting? <laughs> Mister Blind Date. Mister yes. Blind Date. Blind date. You told me it was a twenty list. You told me it was an eighteen list. You made three thousand dollars off your own brother. Sorry, I can quote Brian Date too. Nice. <laughs> so with the ambulance thing in Die Hard, do I remember right? It always seemed to me like the limousine driver has no reason to be suspicious of the ambulance when he rams into it. <laughs> at the end. Well, he's been listening to everything on the radio, oh. but he he and he's been driving around there. He watches. He sees this truck. And he sees this ambulance coming out of the back of the truck. So it's odd, but he doesn't have absolute proof. He, yeah, but he must have, yeah, because then he yeah. runs up and punches the guy. Yeah. That's right. The bear told like him he to should do have, it. He should have a piece of information that well, he doesn't have at Well, that he point. was driving around that whole time, and then suddenly, suddenly he watches this thing drive out. And you're like, well, what, the, what the heck? Mm, okay. It's it's a, Maybe it's, he should be a cop. It's deductive yeah. reasoning, and it's fine. Ambulances don't shit out of back of aren't shat out of semi trucks. <laughs> it's not a Narnia portal in there. <laughs> it wasn't there at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be evil. None of my pages mention this. <laughs> <laughs> the bear told him to do it. 
Die Hard is an amazing, like, all these things that were added for various reasons, for dumb reasons, <laughs> ended up actually making a good, like, like, um, because the thing I love, Die Hard you know, is, in a way, a fairy tale. It's the, it's the princess in the tower. Yeah kind of angle but more importantly what i think about when i think of Die Hard is not terrorists it's it's the movie is about did we say this on the podcast before the movie is about a marriage in crisis thieves they're thieves not thieves marriage. i'm sorry yeah but that, that was a spoiler alert everyone um you know that's funny the mctiernan said because the, when they had the script it was um terrorists at first which is funny no it's, they it's, it's they, similar to the uh the plot in Goldfinger yeah. Yeah. is that the, the book was about uh, stealing the gold from Fort Knox. And then when they were making the movie, they said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> How could they ever do that? That's, there's no way. So why don't he just blow it up and make it irradiate it? Right. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Let's go with that. And so yeah, totally didn't totally do the book. Yeah. <laughs> so but no, I, was that Big Jerry was like, well, where's the fun in this story? There's no fun. Mm. Terrorism's not fun. Right. <laughs> so, so when they figured it out, oh, it's a robbery. All right. And I like now how we he, can do some fun. He puts him down. Heist. He's like, you're not, wait a minute, you're not terrorists. You're just bank robbers. <laughs> yeah, you're what just this is falling down. down in my, yeah. <laughs> Boo. Common, common, common thief. thief. I'm an exceptional thief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's all is, great. Like in the beginning. I'm going to crawl across this floor to tell you <laughs> I'm an exceptional thief. Like you hit his sore spot, his pride. Yeah. That little... yeah. Oh, good. Go around, Rickman. A marriage in Crisis it's and, a, yeah. and a Christmas movie. And a Christmas all, movie. All rolled into one. The, it's a marriage in crisis, and it's, this, mm-hmm. it's, it's about the guy being present in his marriage. Which is interesting, since the book that it's based on, it's, it's not a father-daughter. It's right. a father-daughter, yeah. I, 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 wouldn't, I don't know. I don't think it's as potent. Mm-hmm. Because like, like I always thought it was kind of rote where... John McCain just kind of throws out this cheesy New York dialogue at the mm. beginning, but it really does. The scene actually is really well written, where he's where Argyle's like, "So what? What's going on? You, you know, your lady's out here. What are you divorced, separated? She beat you up?" And he says, "I'm a New York cop. I got a backlog of 15 years locking up scumbags off the getting scumbags off the street. I can't just pick up and walk away that easily." And then Argyle goes, "So you thought?" Things out here weren't going to work out, and she was going to come crawling back to you, huh? So why bother to pack? Am I right? You're very fast, Argyle. <laughs> Which is, when you see it's kind of almost that's what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, they, they didn't have the movie right until they went back and did a reshoot and did that scene, one of the best scenes of the movie, the argument between him and her, between Bonnie Bedelia and Bruce Willis in her office. Mm-hmm. We never finished that conversation in July, you know, that one. Right. And I think the movie works mainly because after the, of the scene where John is being very mean and very cruel and yelling at her. And then when she leaves, he bangs his head on the wall right. and go, you were stupid. Yeah. yeah. Why did you do that? And that's why the movie works. Mm-hmm. Great. Real mature. Bam, bam. And I think that's why the whole movie works. So these stupid little things that were forced upon it, like. The producer, is it Joel Silver who produced it or Scott? I think it's Joel Silver who produced it. They said, okay, well, we got to tell people that women want to fuck this guy. We got to let people know that he's desirable. Right. Otherwise, they may not know. Otherwise, they may not know. So they have all those moments where, um, like at the beginning, he he gets, after the fist with the toes scene, he pulls the bear out of the overhead and then runs into this uh, flight attendant in the aisle Mm -hmm. who he runs into her and she's giving me the let's fuck right now look. 
and he kind of gets past her and looking weird and walks on and that was put there by the producers to say at least i've been told say, to yeah. say people need to know women want him right and, yeah. and but yet what it does to the movie is to say this guy could leave at any time he right. he has options right he has options. He this and then he, right. like and, and I, I kept wondering. Look at the movie again and look where they put nudity and sex in the movie. Like one of that there's a shot I love, but I've never understood why it was there until recently. The shot where he's like, you know, he always passes the pinups in the in the uh, elevator shaft. He's at this most dire, and he's like, oh, what? Are, uh, he's being chased, and he sees girls on the wall and stuff like that. There's a moment when he, they've cut the phones and he's picked up the phone and there's no phone and he's like, fuck, think, think, think. And while he's, he's just staring off, as frozen, staring off, and the camera swings around into his eye line and then it cuts the reverse shot and you see out the window at the apartment building across the, the way and just very tiny, you see a woman completely naked on the phone just kind of wandering around the apartment for no reason, you'd <laughs> supposedly. And like, you look, why is that there? Just to get more nudity on set? Probably just to get more nudity on set. Mm -hmm. But what it does, in effect, is basically say there are moments when things get hard in a relationship where you're distracted by, by other des desirable things that you could just bail. You could just bail and leave. Mm -hmm. Go. Yep. But it, you, it doesn't. Right. The, I think the nudity and the sex are placed in the movie specifically to say... We're talking about a marriage in crisis, that, that giving him outs or, or things to follow that are easier. He doesn't have to stay and save all these people. He could just, well, shit, I'm going to get out of here. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't. He stays. And he uses what he can bring to the marriage to save it. Mm. And the skyscraper is the skyscraper that her new job where she's out earning him takes place and alan rickman is in pursuit of wealth and right. he's uh you know he and uh john mcclain he pulls a you know whatever small paycheck he pulls but he's doing work he knows is uh important because he's a badass yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and the smarmy guy in the movie uh who tries to negotiate oh Show him the Rolex. Yeah, you know, you know, that's <laughs> show him the Rolex. That, the guy Later, oh, good, show it to him. Yeah, come on, come on, show. You know, the, this is the guy that where money is all that's important. And yeah, come on, John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty badass. So, have we convinced you? Is, is John McClane? John, okay, badass? yeah, I'm convinced. He's done some badass <laughs> things in the movie. <laughs> I am tough but fair. Any other any other things that you can think of just kind of standing out in in movies or TV particularly that was you mentioned something else badass did Quint do anything badass Quint oh yeah yeah I mean yeah it's it's was it funny swimming with bow legged women <laughs> when he for me like one of the biggest Quint moments is him and it's a part of the movie where where it really feels like they've hit a coda. And and even the continuity is kind of flawed. We we the the boat was sinking, water was everywhere, things were really bad. Quint goes back in and he's he's starting to panic, and he looks around the cabin in the dark. He smashed the radio already, so what does he have left? And in the dripping water, he sees the horrible old life preservers. Yeah. And so there's a cut, and he walks out on the boat 
things are dry as a bone all of a sudden. The boat doesn't look nearly as bad. And he tosses the, uh, uh, the life jacket to, um, to, to Roy Scheider. And, uh, and that's a big thing for him. We, we realize he's scared. It's like things are really bad because he's already, he's given us the Indianapolis speech. Mm-hmm. He, he knows, we know he's afraid of life jackets. He's not going to put them on. But that doesn't mean he's not going to give it to Roy and say, here, you know, things are really serious. And then, and then uh, vulnerable, he turns to the little nerd from school, the little rich nerd, and says, so what do you got? Yeah. I'm open to options now because we are in deep shit. <laughs> We've mm-hmm. got this monster and I've, I've, I may have fucked up the boat sinking. There's no radio. There's no motor. We're, we're stranded. And this monster wants, wants us. He knows all about us and he's, we've shown what he's capable of. So before he starts really taking this boat apart, what do you got? So he, he gives Roy the uh, life jacket because yeah. he knows Roy's the most vulnerable of all of them. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then turns to the nerd and say, what have you got? Yeah. That is, is a different kind of badass than what we've been talking about yeah. because he's vulnerable then. He's opening himself. He's, He's been badass yeah. throughout the movie, but in a real jerk kind of way. Yeah. He can do this. He can do this. And at that point in the moment, movie, he's had his panic yeah. attack, and he's he's made the decision. Well, we can need to. I need to open up to other things now because I, I'm. I realize I'm panicking. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm back in the Indianapolis now. That uh, things are dire, and so let's see if the nerd has some poison and. And, and when the guy's <laughs> plan is to get into a cage and go into the water, it doesn't sound like a good plan. And, and we've realized later, a few minutes later, it wasn't. It was a terrible plan. <laughs> but, hey, it was a plan. And the surprising thing is that the, they don't kill the nerd off. Uh, yeah. He, he, he was supposed to die. I he think. should have just died. And, uh, and the fact that he comes back a few minutes later is, is kind of surprising because it just kind of comes up. That hey, explosion everyone. should have probably killed him, or at least brought every shark in the right. area over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Furiosa? Oh yeah, she's she's what pretty about, badass. Uh, yeah, what about uh, Mad Max Fury Road? There. Yeah, I I really enjoy that movie and the. Uh, uh, and it's funny, what I often complain about online in my uh, SJW uh, persona, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm usually complaining about, look, you know, those $500 statues of, you know, superheroes and characters that you can get? They're, they've made one from that movie. Guess who it is? It's Max. There's not a Furiosa mm-hmm. statuette uh, anywhere. There's no Furiosa toy. I have a Furiosa Funko. WTF. What? I have a Furiosa Funko. Oh, oh the little pop right star Funko? Oh, right. yeah. Nice. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what they need. But they also made a Max, and they also yeah. made you I know, the, the, the bad guy. But yeah, yeah, Furiosa is where it's at. And so when I saw that there was a statue of Tom Hardy's Mad Max, hey, that's that's great, but he's he's kind of the narrator of the movie. He's not the star. I mean, he's yeah. the narrator. Furiosa yeah. is the badass star. She's she, the one. She literally drives the plot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And and when she breaks down, when she realizes the her goal doesn't exist anymore, that uh, she's led them on a wild goose chase, she breaks down. It's it's yeah. yeah it's a great moment, and where you're just like you feel bad for her. And um, I mean, what do you think? Does does then the final act of the movie when they're driving back? 
is that more Max's movie then? Well, Max convinces Max. It's Max's idea. Yeah. Perhaps. Let's, let's go back. I mean, there's nothing out but here. But there, there is something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's his or her. Well, it's still. In a way, she's Quinn there. She yeah. drops to her knees and she's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm open to options now because my plan has just gone to shit. And he's like, well, it sounds like you just need to get rid of, you need to go where the water is and get rid of the guy right. who's right. Pit, yeah, yeah, yeah. covering the hole and take him out. Yeah. It's like, it's like you run to somewhere you can't be hurt. Don't run anymore. Right. Like just take out the, that's why that yeah. recent op-ed in the New York Times about the, I am part of the resistance in the White oh, House. Right, right. I'm like, no, that doesn't give me any comfort (laughs) because an adult wouldn't just, (laughs) adult removes the problem. (laughs) An adult doesn't just sit around and enable, scurry around. We're containing the problem. Right. No, don't Um, contain the problem. But uh, uh, I love it when, when certainly things you wouldn't think is badass are badass, like in, in, in Mad Max Fury Road, the, when she comes to into an allegiance with him the way that it kind of solidifies is before they were pointing guns at each other and they were distrustful but when they finally come to religion and she uses his shoulder to steady her rifle to shoot Mm. is this kind of thing where they come together yes it's pretty awesome (laughs) (laughs) that allegiance is badass right there that thing we're trusting each other now right that's great and um yeah and so um also i was going to throw out something to you siggy what about Francis McDormand in Three Billboards? Is there anything in there that you would... So she definitely feels more on the hard-ass end of the spectrum. <laughs> right. To me, uh, what happens? She starts the fire, which seems like a badass thing, except it's, it's, it's like not. her lowest ethical right. moment in the, in the movie. <laughs> um, but then she sees someone's in the fire, and so she hangs around. And watches Peter Dinklage go in and and help him. She doesn't that's help right. him. That's right. That's right. She just stands in front, kind of horrified, without conflictedly horrified. Like, eh. I think when she sees that he protected the file, that's when her guts kind of fall out. That's you know? right. Because that's like, his badass moment. Yeah, because that's his. <laughs> And I think that's the reason why a lot of people got upset with that movie is that you hear so, they think that 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 Rockwell redeemed himself as a character. I'm like, no, no, well, he I didn't, just didn't well, buy it. He didn't. I just didn't buy it. I don't think he he didn't redeem himself as a racist, but he had other qualities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that. You know that I we we've talked about this on the podcast before, so we'll sketch on. <laughs> oh. Okay, how about this? I, 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 it's a, I have a very complicated relationship with this movie, but what about Watchmen? Mm. The one few good thing about the movie is Rorschach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty and badass. There's a cheer line in that movie for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the when whole he's reason in prison. to see the movie, yeah. What do you seem to understand? I'm not locked in here with you. <laughs> You're locked in here with me. Yeah, yeah. And he has that ethical bit. Now, he's yeah. crazy. He's crazy. No, you don't and have I, to be sane to be bad at it. In, in my lately reading a lot about Steve Ditko, I realized that I read that Alan Moore based Rorschach on a combination of The Question and uh, Mr. A, who I cosplayed at uh, oh, Comic-Con yeah, this year. Yeah. And uh, two people recognized me as Mr. A. 
but yeah, it, 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 it is. It's like this insane character who uh, uh, is, you know, trying to follow his own ethics and uh, and being kind of badass about it, uh, depending on you know where he falls. But uh, but yeah, yeah, Rorschach is a badass. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the funny thing is, is that the comedian wants to be a badass. Yes, yeah, and he is not. He wants to be a he badass be so, so bad. bad. And him lighting the cigar on the fire that he caused and everything. You know, he's got badass moments. And that's what I think Zack Snyder is really trying to show. Right. Like, look, he's a badass. Like, no, sorry, no. Zack, he's not a badass. I mean, he wants to be desperately. <laughs> and that's kind of his tragic fault. Right. They're <laughs> like, no, you're not. Dude, yeah. you're... You're just an ass. It's what it is. And yeah. You're trying to be badass, and it looks cool, but uh, yeah. Now, it, the movie Rorschach's version of Watchmen is so. I've never seen someone so faithfully adapt something while getting it so horribly wrong. <laughs> right. At the looks same perfect. time, I'm like, yeah, looks all this stuff is so faithfully rendered. Oh, and boy, that it's completely not the spirit of the story yeah, at all. Yeah. 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 Now, well, here's just want to throw in one movie here. Uh, you guys seen the Babadook? I, I know this look, so that's oh, yeah, why yeah. I'm trying. <laughs> the Babadook has has a badass child actor performance. Mm. I highly recommend. I've been wanting the to Babadook. See it. It's terrifying, and but the, the, as you're going through it, you're like, wow, the little boy is badass, and that's really really cool yeah. to see somebody. It, it, such a vulnerable state, such a terrifying situation, and you're like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it, it made me force me to watch it again because mm. when you realize I was watching this, didn't realize the child was badass, but he is. I watch this again. Oh, he's so badass. I'll never sleep again, but oh, so badass. Oh, well, there I would submit um, Chloe Moretz as a Hit Girl in Kick Ass. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Um, for badass child actor totally I, totally I have, I have another complicated i do not i have complicated relationship with that movie but absolutely me too well yeah absolutely and, but yeah totally badass it's it, totally it, badass reminiscent makes of, me feel 13 again right reminiscent <laughs> of my favorite uh, uh role of hers uh, in interview of a, a vampire uh, what, what, uh, what kristen Moore? oh uh, kristen dunst yeah kristen dunst i mean i i like her in other movies but that that performance in an interview with a vampire is so badass that everything else so far just pales in comparison when she's so badass and and yet she's playing a child or no a, a woman in a child's body trapped forever and it's just like oh it's so good it's the best part of the movie is her performance yeah i've never seen it that's it's so good oh well as it's on one side of the country, it's far too late. <laughs> that would be mine. Be, I can. I feel like it's time to wrap this up. So, yeah, thank you, thank you so much for enjoying the temp, the our badass discussion and the intonation game. Sweet, it was awesome. If you want to do another round of intonation game sometime, I can certainly whip up another fifteen questions. <laughs> <laughs> but thoughts, reflections, Siggy. I no. <laughs> Well, right. give us your uh, final thoughts and summations on this episode, if you would. Please contact us on Facebook, Twitter, um, where you watched it wrong on both of those. You can email us at youwatchedwrong at happypanic.net. Uh, or you can just leave us a review on uh, that iTunes rating thing. That helps us get heat. At least that's what other podcasts say. I wouldn't know. Oh, wait. And guest spot closeout. 
If you look bad, you smell bad, then we'll see. We'll, it we'll wrong. Th- we'll, you're wrong. <laughs> I see that.